On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the guys talk about some new Hasbro toys and what it's like to drop $350 on figures you already own. They also discuss the new ILM X-Lab VR experience that will take place between TLJ and Tross, as well as the Steelbook bonus for the Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga game. Matt gets a lesson in Thrawn from Nick while talking about the sped-up release of the latest Thrawn trilogy, before he informs us on the chronological order of the Clone Wars Season 7. Finally, they wrap talking about the Maker coming back to Star Wars, a Battle of the Ages update, fan responses to the question of the week, and of course, the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. Everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Star Wars Time Show. And yes, I'm not shot out of a cannon today, and uh, most of you can probably figure out why. It, it's uh, not been the best week since our last show uh, here in the United States of America, or these days just the states of America. I, I think "united" is a little too strong of a word to use for the uh, kind of the state of our country right now. And uh, this is also why we are not live this week. Uh, Nick and I made the choice, uh, like many other media and content creators, to sit Tuesday out in terms of producing a live show, putting it out there on YouTube for our fans to watch uh, because, uh, you know, we're not morons. We, we stand behind the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, the, the Blackout Tuesday tag, and that's why you're not getting a live stream. If you don't like it, guess what? Go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm taking Seth Rogen's stance on this. I don't know if anyone has looked up his uh, Instagram post. He threw up the Black Lives Matter graphic and anyone that kind of shot back at him with All Lives Matter and that type of bullshit, he essentially just said, fuck off, fuck you, leave my page, eat shit. And that's pretty much where at least I stand and, and I think Nick uh, also supports that belief for the Star Wars Time show. Yeah, so yeah. if you are that type of person that thinks this stuff is being blown out of proportion and you're more concerned about All Lives Matter... Hey, it's been nice knowing you, but outside of that, here at the SWTS, uh, you're a fucking scumbag, okay? So, there is my my uh, thoughts on all that, uh, but we, we still wanted to do a show this week, you know, because we know, I mean, there, there's a lot of fuckery going on in this country and around the world in general. I mean, there is still a pandemic raging, people are still locked up, people are still out of work. Uh, you know, so our two dumbasses, we we make our very small contribution each week to those fans that have decided to, you know, use some of their free time during this fucked up era, if you will, in, in humanity to listen to us. So we are here. We are going to do the show. We're just not doing it live. Uh, if you're listening now, we will have the video version up on YouTube. It's just not going to be the live stream with the group of a-holes sitting in the chat joining us. And I, I do miss the a-holes. Uh, but I, I think we made the right move today, Nick. But uh, unless you have anything you'd like to say, let's get off the politics stuff, the, 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 the fucked up situation dealing that we're dealing with in America right now. And let's talk about some Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for the little bit of time that we can, you know, take away from the madness of society right now, we, we hope that we can at least, you know, do that for some people is allow you to, to take your mind off of craziness right. and all the shit going on. So 
So let's, you know, dive into it. Let's try to... We'll get into it. And, and I'm telling you, it, just, it does not feel like a normal show today. I, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I think Nick feels the same way. Uh, you're probably not going to get the same piss and vinegar out of uh, the Haywood pop here. Yes, I am talking to my... Referring to myself in third person. That's how we roll. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I don't quite have it in me today, but I still wanted to talk some Star Wars because there are a few things to get into, especially for those of you that like to collect things. So, Nick, let's just get right into it. We, we got uh, at least for people like me, it was an expensive week last week, thanks <laughs> to a few reveals. Uh, but before we get to those and I'm talking three hundred and fifty dollars worth of expense Oof. on some new black series but before we get to those. We'll go to really what got me into toy photography, the community that we've kind of latched onto and has latched onto us here at the SWTS, and those are Funko Pops. And we got uh, some glamour shots, some pre-order information for four new pops, all headed to GameStop, I believe. And they're pops based on video games, which makes a lot of fucking sense, right? GameStop. Yeah, at least for now, still sells video games, right? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, this. This you know, <laughs> this new shift for them maybe they're trying to get their business model in line. You know, they really had because they they own Think Geek or they bought Think Geek yeah. and they kind of moved some of the collectible stuff into the stores. But I mean, I, I still think they're floundering. Uh, and in the end, let's be real. I, I don't know if you're a a disc guy. I don't think you are. I think we talked about Not this. Not anymore. But yeah, I've I've kind of made those the of you and your your discs. You better just give that that fascination up that uh, OCD need to collect discs or steel books because with this uh, pandemic, the virus is that and the other thing. I, I think that's going to just naturally mm-hmm. squash this medium I mean, dude, period. Th- like for, here's an example that I actually just came across this weekend. It was kind of funny. My parents were down, you know, last week they brought over a bunch of old like DVDs and stuff like that from my house in Louisiana. So they brought it over and I was going through it and I actually had two VHS tapes in there. <laughs> and one of them was Star Wars, right? One, yeah, one of you saw it. One of them was uh, it was it was it wasn't the original trilogy. It was the making of. It was the original VHS making of Star Wars. It's called From Star Wars to Jedi: Making of the Saga. And I'm like, holy shit! I completely forgot that I had this, and now I have no way to watch it. Like, I yeah, I have much. this 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 black rectangular box. Of, of content that I would love to sit down and watch, but I have no physical way to watch. The Here, only way I, I know what to do. Take, pull the tape out really gently. Yeah. Tie one end to one of your cat's tails. <laughs> you wrap the other end around the pencil. So it's kind of like a film reel and then hold it in front of your window and tell your cat to start running. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts pulling the film across the window real fast. And then hopefully you can see the moving images, make a picture. Yeah. That that's about it. Like, <laughs> did you even now, now did you even try to go on eBay or something to look for a VHS player? Not yet. I was actually about to say that, like, that's the only way that I'd be able to find one is I have to go to like VHS. I'd have to go to eBay or I'd have to go to like some sort of like antique thrift store because I'm sure yeah, yeah, find a parallel universe where <laughs> Circuit City or something is still open selling VHS players. Yeah, the like that that's the only thing is like I have to find like a VHS DVD combo or something like that. I, I've never even heard of it. So they made this back in what the in the 80s or oh, the 70s. Yeah, I mean, like, let me look it up here because I don't know the exact 
update Star Wars. How's that? I mean, we, we hit a tangent as soon as we Jedi. introduced a topic. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, from Star Wars to Jedi, making of the saga, original release date, uh, December 3rd, 1983. So this literally came out oh, wow. the year. Yeah, because, you know, there's that big ass, what, two and a half hour long Empire of Dreams. Like that, I mm-hmm. think they made that for the, the first ever Blu-ray offering of the of the saga, you know, well, the saga as it was, just the prequels in the in the originals. Yeah. Now, did they use some of that footage, or is this thing kind of its own little standalone archival nugget? Dude, I, 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 I can't even tell you, because it's been so long since I've watched this, I, I physically cannot remember what's on it. I mean, this says, so this was a PBS documentary that was made in tandem with the making of Return of the Jedi. It's an hour and five okay. minutes long. I, I probably watched it two times, because... Like, that was when I still had a VHS player, but now I don't anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. They may have included some of that in Empire of Dreams. Yeah, yeah, you would think, because, I mean, they use a lot of old footage in that documentary, yeah. which I, I kind of have felt like watching again. I, I know I watched it in 2009 or whenever the Blu-ray was released, but it's been a while. I mean, we're, I'm not good at math, so it's been at least 20 years. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I want to check it out again. Like, I, I've been... And we're going to talk about this, but we got a little, little George was mentioned in, I think, episode four of uh, Disney Gallery Mandalorian. It's like these days, anytime I hear George mentioned or we get to see him showing up on a set or a production like Mando, I I can't get enough of it. So uh, that's a tease. We'll we'll be talking about some Georgie Porgy stuff later on, but... I want George back in my Star Wars life, dude. (laughs) I do. I don't know what it is. I just... Uh, which is odd because at one point in time I was I was kind of glad that he relinquished the rights and someone was going to start making the content again. But and I'm not saying I hate everything Disney has done. I mean I, I have issues. We've talked about it, but I want the maker to come back. Yeah, I think we and, we uh, talked a little bit about this off you know off mic kind of in our Slack yeah. Channel. And again, I'm just teasing a segment we got coming up because this will be the gist of it. But I mean that's kind of. <laughs> I got a feeling from watching this Mando thing that he might do it. I, I I think he might do it, and I'll explain later, but that's our tease. So let's go ahead and get back to these new Funko Pops, which, dude, I have to add, I mean, if I didn't swear off the line, I would probably snag all four of these, because these are, uh, in particular, the, the Revan and the Malik. Yeah. Mean, these are some fantastic little <laughs> chibi pop figures. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Revan and the Malik in particular, I mean, the... the I mean, what? It's not really the Purge Trooper Jedi. It's, I mean, not Jedi. It, they call him. I think it's it's the Shadow. Yeah, Trooper Shadow Trooper from Force Unleashed. Yeah, there's a lot of they have a lot of Force Unleashed memorabilia coming out through GameStop. But I mean, for me, the the Revan is almost like a like if you're gonna get anything from this line, if you're gonna get oh, any yeah. one of these four, it has to be the Revan. The Malik looks okay. I mean, Malik was never like a a visually captivating character like Revan is. But I mean, Wait, he's he's what Lockjaw from James Bond. What's that villain's name? Oh, he's yeah, essentially Steeljaw, or there, there's even a He-Man character that looks like maybe the He-Man character's Lockjaw. Yeah, I think Jaws was just the guy from. The, yeah, from, yeah. Uh, that makes James sense. Bond. There you go. Yeah, that works. Um, but yeah. no, you're right. I mean, that Revan dude. Look, he he's got the the two sabers. Mm-hmm. He's holding the one backwards like he does. I mean, obviously the different colored sabers. It's just. It's a perfect pop, yeah. in my opinion. I, I'm still not going to get it. I have sworn these off, but and trust me, I've made up for it in spades spending on other lines, but 
uh, I mean, they're great. Even even a hooded Yoda, man. I mean, yeah. a hooded Yoda, that, that's hard to come by. You don't see Yoda in a hood very often. Yeah, I mean, you don't see it. You don't see him in a hood very often in the movies either. It's like two times in the films you get to see him wear a hood. And it's in AOTC right before he flips the hood off and starts to fight uh, Dooku. And then same thing with episode three. He wasn't even wearing the hood, though, was he? He just kind of he kind of oh yeah, throws yeah, off his just robe at the end or of episode three where he flips the hood and then fights. What's his name? Sidious. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean the, these look really cool. I like the I like the Force Unleashed trooper. I like the coloration of it. That blue really does make it pop, make it unique. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that one looks nice. If you're still into the pop line, if you still e- either take pictures or just use them for any sort of display, these are all pretty top notch. I have to say, I, I only I only own a few of these pops, but I may. Let's not lie. I'm not going to do it, but these are very enticing figures. <laughs> Come on, Nick, do it for me. I just want to I want to live my my yeah. my old pop obsession through you. I may have to I may uh, have to anyways, just get I mean <laughs> the pre-order link is up. It's supposed to ship July 20th if GameStop is still around by July 20th, you never know. Uh, but fear not collectors, if you're not in the pop stuff, Hasbro dropped all sorts of bombs on us last week. Uh, was this, I was, I don't know if this was Wednesday or Thursday, but it was a, a busy day for someone like myself, not only wanting to cover all these reveals, but also coveting the reveals <laughs> and wanting to make sure that I got my, my scores in, right? I mean, I, I wanted to get the information out there, but I also wanted to get my pre-orders in before everyone else. Cause I mean, I need my figures. I don't give a shit about the rest of you, <laughs> but we got all sorts of reveals from Hasbro, and, and excuse me, you're going to see my new cat, Leia, here, the pig, the gas pig, walking Aww. around up on the desk, kind of making it a pain right now to get stuff done. I'm going to knock her out. <laughs> uh, but this is what happened last week, Nick. So some of these figures we knew were coming, some we didn't. The one thing we really didn't know was the package change so what we're looking at right now is the new packaging for star wars black series all right leia you're done (laughs) that's enough come here you little piggy (laughs) let go of my shirt thank you and and she's got the worst gas of all time (laughs) my friends (laughs) so I'm, i'm not only like trying to be professional here moving a cat but i'm gagging inside <laughs> uh because this little cat i don't know if it's the food or what but she may be getting yeah maybe the the switch of food from whatever she was foraging uh, out in the in the streets to, we also to think she food. may be knocked up too so not only did we oh, adopt no. a stray cat but we might have adopted a stray kitten mommy cat oh pregnant cat so or you- or the boy cat we adopted has already banged her and she got pregnant under my roof Is that so. could <laughs> it could be it yeah, well. yeah yay me and yay all this fun yeah. stuff spays and neuters coming soon for for Leia and well, that's the problem man i mean we're not idiots yeah. the, the day we pulled him in we called the vet but because of covid everything's backed up so we can't even get him in till next week yeah uh so i've been following her around to make sure there's no you know red stuff coming out yeah. to where she's in heat and but who knows she either has an eating disorder as in she's fucking obese <laughs> Or she's got some kittens in her gut because this thing has exploded since we picked yeah, her up two weeks ago. You may have little Ray, Kylo, <laughs> and, uh, you know, some oh of the other my God. Finn, Poe. In, in uh, please no. Please no. <laughs> I, already, I mean, two is plenty. Yeah. I, I don't know how you you deal with two cats and a dog. I mean, every day now I, I spend the first 30 minutes cleaning shit boxes and feeding oh, and yeah. water. and. That's, that's kind of how it is. I wake up yeah. in the morning and I 
I give them all treats. All three of the animals get treats at the same time. <laughs> I, I go clean out the litter boxes. I refill water bowls. I go put food in the bowls that need them. But yeah, I mean, you know, if, if she is pregnant, then you, you will have some adoption. Uh, uh, oh, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> I, I'm not keeping any of them. Two is enough. Yeah. Although I'll probably have to keep one because I do have a little girl and there's no way she's going to let me get rid of all the kittens. Yeah. But. Uh, anyways, kind of back to the Star Wars stuff. Sorry. At least her name was Leia, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're always Star Wars here at Star Wars Time Show. There's always time for Star Wars Time. Uh, but back to these Black Series reveals, Nick. So the big thing, not so much were the figures. It was Hasbro has completely changed the boxes. Gone are the kind of plain Jane, black and red with the numbers on the side, which I know box collectors love. Those of you that still have that fucking OCD in your head that says you can't open your figures and enjoy them. You loved lining up all your numbers, all your red numbers went up to like, what, 110, 115? Well, that's gone now in favor of art. And really, Nick, the art, if you see some of these images, I'm pulling them up on the video version. Beautiful stuff, man. Yeah, and and they kind of, they make scenes. You know, you you got like uh, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. They're both blue. But if you stitch them together, there's kind of a mural behind them. Yeah, yeah. Then you got Akbar and Tebow, same thing. You kind of get a mural of uh, ROTJ and then obviously Mandalorian, so on and so forth. So that was that was really the big shock, I guess, if you can say that, Nick. I mean, us toy collectors, we uh, were, were pretty easy to blow our minds. So uh, just seeing the new boxes was kind of like, whoa. But I think what at least caught me off guard was the fact that they're finally getting ready to release the the Zeb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Zeb is the only one of the Phoenix Squadron, the ghost crew. I got a lot of people like, who's Phoenix Squadron? Why do you call him Phoenix? I was like, well, what fucking show were you guys yeah, watching? Yeah, no, that's what they're called in, <laughs> like, you know. The once they Star officially Wars. joined the Rebellion, they they are the Phoenix Squadron. Yeah, I mean, also, uh, yeah, so, you know, Swago, if you play Swago, they are definitely Phoenix Squadron there. Yeah, you know, so. come on, give me a break. But, but Zeb was finally revealed. He is coming out. He's retailed for 30 bucks. All these are up for pre-order. I don't know if they're sold out yet, uh, but I I got each one, Nick. Everything we're looking at right now in the video version of the cast, Ooh. I have on pre-order in the bill. Uh, it was about three fifty. Hefty, hefty pre-order. Yeah. I mean, like so we're we're talking the Vader. This I got two of these Luke's now because he comes on the card back. I got the Zeb. I got the Tebow, the Akbar, the two of the Star Wars Camino Troopers, two of the new Imperial Stormtroopers, two <laughs> Mandalorian full Beskar. Uh, what else? I mean, what else do you need to know? Oh, yeah. Ahsoka Tana, already owner, bought her again. Got it again. Sabine I mean. Wren, already owner, bought it again. <laughs> Ezra, already own him, bought it again. And Kanan, already own him, bought it again. Hera, are you guys getting kind of the, the, the flow here? All the way down the chopper, so... Yeah, it was an expensive day, but kind of a, a a fun day for collectors, Nick. I mean, I was on there. I kind of posted my bill and other people chimed in like, oh, yeah, dude, I was 400, 500. <laughs> I got some other people like, oh, yeah, I was up to 800. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And these are like the Rust Belt collectors, those that love to build their trooper armies. So. Double, double and triple of all of these figures brings you up to that. But I mean, dude, it's it's insane. And I, I agree. Like the thing that really stood out to me the most was the fucking box art. The box art just takes it to the next level. Like, I don't understand how there would be people that didn't like this. I mean, I guess... Well, it's like I said, we're collectors are weird, <laughs> and people legitimately loved just the, you know, the uniformity of having all those red boxes with a black number lined up on bookshelves, where... 
and I'm not making fun of these people because I used to be a box guy. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until the Funko Pops to, to where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not keeping the shit that I spend all my money on in a box. <laughs> it's coming out. So everything comes out now. And these days, I even throw out the fucking boxes. Well, now I know. you may have to keep them. I know. Chill out. Chill out. No, <laughs> these, these are getting tossed. The only boxes I keep at this point in time are for figures that are $100 or more. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh because if I do ever need money and I need to sell this, like crack the other plastic crackheads, sometimes they like the box and that could, you know, bring the value up a couple bucks. Oh, so yeah. I do keep the expensive ship at these. Nick, I get you, man. I do like these more artistic boxes. They're very Marvel Legends-like and apparently it was done to save on on plastic and the size of the box, I guess. Okay. So I'm, I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, I'll throw these out too. Uh, <laughs> and really... Did I need to buy all these? Probably not, but I still contend that the they did the photo reel on the Phoenix Squadron, which they didn't get that the first time around. So I had to do it. I, I couldn't just I, I couldn't be happy with my old Phoenix Squadron, knowing that there are slightly better versions <laughs> out there. So does the Sabine Wren helmet come off and you get to see her yes, face? Yes. Yep. 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 Helmet comes off. You can see her face. Uh, it's Sabine and Ahsoka. Uh, they're not spot on. I think Hera is probably the best. I would say Hera looks really good. I mean, I know right. we've always talked about like with alien figures, you can get away with a little bit more. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's oh, easier yeah. to make the look. But I think yeah. that even Ezra, I think Ezra looks pretty good. He looks... Ezra's improved. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Because like his original, he looks a little derpy, uh, but improved. I, I, I was still hoping to get a wait, season four Ezra with the shade head or season three. Yeah. When did he cut his hair? By three. I think by his, three his he, hair he is cut down. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the shaved head, but I, I'm sure it'll come out again. And now I'll own three yeah, Ezra. Yeah, so. If Nick's in the market for the derpy-looking version of the Ghost Crew, I'll go ahead and, and flip him my 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 uh, busted-looking <laughs> yeah. versions once the new ones show up. You but should, you, what you should do is like I know that you're looking for like more simple setups, something that you could do for a phone. <laughs> you should do side by sides with all of these and then oh, yeah. show like. Look how fucking just like look at the difference. Look what that's all the right. Photo uh, Reel does. Star Wars Black Series, the, like the mega account yeah. on on IG, the, the, he already did that for us, okay. so we're good. I, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I mean, at this point in time, IG and I have fallen out of favor over on the the Haywood Pop side of things. Uh, I haven't done a new toy shoot in two or three weeks. I don't even feel like editing shots and it's been nice. Like I'm not even going to bitch about it. It's just, it's been nice to kind of get away from that platform and essentially taking its fist and ramming (laughs) it up my asshole. Every time I post an image, you need to do like an everything Kyle. Remember when, when Jesse was just gone, we're like, man, what the fuck happened to Jesse? And Jesse was just gone for like two months. Yeah, and look what he did. He learned how to build dios like a pimp and, and scored himself a, an ad deal with Hasbro. So that's what you need to do. You need to just take some time, in, you know, whether it be just completely away from photography, whether it be take some time to learn Photoshop. That's something you could do. You've been, oh, damn you, Nick. How dare you say you've been that? That's sacrilegious. Doing it for so now, long. now you sound like Hank Hustle, the stunt guy. <laughs> Every day he's like, dude, just start using Photoshop. You suck. You're a pussy. Just use the right thing. It'll look better. Just uh, Even yesterday, he's like, you should start doing you know, real blood shots or like blood splurts. I'm like, dude, I, I could put out some magic. And at this point, my account is so funky 
It doesn't matter. I think it's. I think it's. I, I'm happy these days to get three, four hundred likes. I mean, fine, I'll take it. I, I threw up a Mando and, and Child last night. Did all right. Had to do it during a toy session, so it feels like cheating. But fuck it. I, I just. I don't. I can't care anymore, Nick. I just can't. I think care. that's what you need. You're almost at five hundred. You're at four hundred and eighty likes on that one. But you there need. What you I, need I, to do is you need to to take time. Take a month. Take two months. Don't post anything. Maybe you throw something up and say like, hey taking a little bit of a hiatus for some mental stability, mental relaxation, learn a little bit of Photoshop, and then you come back and then you, you reveal your new skill. You say, oh, like, you think I'm going to like blow, blow people's minds and IG's going to be like, oh, I, you know, the, these 5,000 or so people that voluntarily followed this guy, maybe we should show them his shots. I will say that, that, dude, that actually, you know, not even just on social media, but other platform stuff like that you know when people take a hiatus and then they come back their first time back always gets a ton of reaction <laughs> well I, I don't think uh <laughs> I, I i will be that sorely missed in fact as, as i have uatu explained uh, a, a few weeks back uh, when they were talking about our show and, and my account on the one six pack he's like I don't even know when Matt posts because IG completely hides it from me. Like he has to go and manually look if he wants to see my shit. So uh, they wouldn't even know that I took a break. That's the sad thing. <laughs> they just it would just be it'd be business as usual usual on IG. So, anyways, these are kind of staggered release, Nick. All these figures. I mean, uh, I think a bulk of them are dropping in July. Some uh, no, I'm sorry, a bulk are dropping October. Some end of summer. Um, and I got them all. It doesn't mean I'm actually going to do photography with them anymore. These days, I, I tend to just to like buy new shit. And then if you could see my entire HQ down here, I just lay it on a table. Yeah, you're building for... the, the SWT Museum. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You know. It's up there now for my kid to play with and lose accessories and the cats to get up at night and swatch shit around and also lose accessories. <laughs> so, uh, But all these are out there. I mean, uh, I, I think... If you know your toy stores, you can probably find most of these still on pre-order. Uh, we typically link to Entertainment Earth because we are an affiliate, so we do get a little commission for me to buy more figures to talk <laughs> about. Uh, so if you use that link here, we would appreciate that. But these are out there for pre-order. I mean, the hot one, you know what you know what that was. That was full Beskar Mando. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that one went very fast right on Hasbro's actual site. Uh, but I think you can still get them from BBTS, Entertainment Earth, stuff like that. So uh, it was an expensive day, but a fun day. I, I still, even at almost 40, year, 40 years old, Nick, seeing new figures and having the opportunity to blow lots of money on them still makes me happy, even in this shitty world we yeah, live in now. Everybody needs little things like this to be able to pull <laughs> them through the shit show. Retail therapy, brother. It was fucking retail therapy. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I just wish I could have got some in my hands. But Look, dude, the, uh, the, the one thing that's getting me through right now is we just had our barbecue grill delivered. Like we, we Oh, yes, dude. I, I grill every night. You're, you're right. That's the way to do dude, it. So we, gotta, we have to assemble it so it was not pre-assembled we have to assemble oh, no. it and then that'll take some time and then after that we can start having did you get traditional or did you get like one of those flat top hybrids where you kind of have like a griddle and then you have the grill or you just go old school so it's this one's like a charbroil i think it is what you're talking about where it's like it's an infrared grill is what they call it like it's you still have your grill like your regular griddle plates but under it there's like a heat spreader 
So it's supposed to help like with distribution of heat across gotcha. your entire grill. And it also helps prevent flare ups that happen, you know, when you're grilling with shit with a lot of fat on it. You have flare ups, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I might be getting one for Father's Day. Mm, you know, it's supposed okay. to be a surprise, but uh, my wife has me organize her her smartphone photos because she does it yeah. and has lost a lot of stuff that she likes. Uh, but she forgets when I do that, anything she takes a screenshot of is counted as a photo. <laughs> So I, I see a lot of the weird shit like she tries to remind herself about. I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but I, I saw a bunch of grills out there. there so I, th- I think I might be getting a new grill. Was, and it's time because our, right now I'm cooking on one of those vintage hillbilly style rusted out like oh, yeah. belly grills. You know, like it almost looks like a smoker, but there's rust everywhere. Uh, I'm sure I'm eating lead anytime I put meat on it, but still tastes good. Oh, yeah. I was close to getting one of those like Traeger wood pellet grills that are like a thousand dollars, but I was like, I cannot justify that for my first grill purchase. Yeah, nah, fuck so. that. And I'm like, listen, I know there's like charcoal enthusiasts out there. Fuck all that, man. Just just propane it up. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like, I don't get the charcoal movement. I mean, it tastes like lighter fluid. Yeah. It's... Literally, when you eat charcoal cooked meat, I, I know like professional cooks can use it, but I'm talking like assholes like me and Nick, you know, we're yeah. out there trying to light the motherfuckers, you know, we'll spray half a bottle of lighter fluid on the shit, light it up just to get the, the mushroom cloud. <laughs> and then essentially your entire grill surface tastes like fuel yeah it tastes like lighter fluid it just ruins it but yeah like you know professional chefs or if you were if you go to like a professional barbecue joint they're probably using wood fire grills they may be oh using yeah yeah charcoal yeah. Grills. yeah they're not using charcoal or yeah i i'd maybe get into smoking and shit like that but yeah. propane's just so easy i i, I wish uh, you know i didn't I, I, I didn't buy my house new like you guys but I wish my house came with an underground natural gas line. Yeah, natural right. gas line. I wish so I could just have it permanently set up because that is one of the biggest pains in the asses about grilling with propane is the fear of running out and not having a spare because I don't know if people buy two tanks because the way tanks work, right? They're more expensive if you, if you just buy a tank versus if you bring an empty one back. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's well worth bringing an empty one back. I mean, it knocks like $30, $40 off. So, uh, well, there's a tangent for you. I don't know where the fuck we're going with that. But, hey, we're this is the Star Wars time grilling show. <laughs> yeah, well, give you, I'll give you a, a review of the grill. Yeah, once, once <laughs> we'll see the first thing Nick burns the shit and they, they have to eat just so they don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, I'm not going to have a good transition on this one, but we did get... Uh, some interesting news coming out of the ILM X Lab group, Nick, last week, and that is the fact that they are working on a new VR experience. So think Vader Immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of what we call VR these days. It's not technically a game, but it's an experience. Uh, but anyways, ILM X Lab, which tons of fucking pimp ass people work there, they make some killer looking shit. So I, I have no doubt that this thing will be cool. I just wonder these days what type of reception it's going to get due to the setting. Uh, But they announced a new VR experience is going to expand the Age of Resistance mythos. So, yes, that is the sequel trilogy. And it's called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy. 
and Tales from Galaxy's um, Edge. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. And it's going to be set in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. And really, from what I read, Nick, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're essentially going to be taking on a, a no-name member of the Resistance. You're going to be operating on Batuu, which is where Galaxy's Edge is at, the park. And you're kind of kind of interact with old and new classic. I don't think classic characters. I think mostly Resistance yeah, characters. Like older Resistance characters and stuff like that. Right. So, you know. New and old characters from the films and will allow players to immerse themselves in their own adventure on Batu, and this is coming exclusively to the Oculus device family. Uh, but I do think, like Vader, Immortal eventually did what a year later, almost Nick. Yeah, it, it'll probably get ported over to other platforms like PSVR. So all we have now, dude, is the first screenshot, and not much you can work on outside. Like, hey, that looks good, and I think it would kind of look cool in VR. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, VR is one of those things that I think we talked about it a couple casts ago that I still haven't really gotten into just because of the requirements needed to do it. But I am so like, like I want to play Vader Immortal, but I also don't want to spend $400, $500 on a VR headset that I'm only going to use once to play Vader Immortal. I mean, if, if content like this keeps coming out, then it'll get a little bit more interesting, a little bit more enticing for me to go out and get one. But I mean, for me... In terms of this game in particular, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, it's it's interesting. It is really cool because I'm not a hater of the sequel trilogy. And in fact, I want there to be more context between TLJ and Tross because I think that there could be a world where Tross is made better by content between uh, you, those two wait, You mean you didn't get enough of that in Fortnite? Oh, yeah, I, I know. I mean, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough to not be satisfied Right, man, hey, Fortnite, Fortnite already gave us a story in between TLJ and Tross, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> fucking shoot me in the heart. That's still, I actually, that's still my favorite. I actually like just threw out a flyer and I tweeted at Dave Filoni. Of course, he did not respond, but uh, I tweeted at Dave Filoni. I was like, is there any realm of possibility where <laughs> there is an animated series that happens between TLJ and Tross? that could give more context to TLJ and the characters. Yeah, and he looked at it and he said, go fuck yourself. Yeah, he was like, he probably fucking blocked me on Twitter. And He's uh, like, yo, I'm Dave Filoni. I'm, I'm, working on, I'm working on the good shit. Yeah, so, I, but I'm intrigued by it. You know, one of the <laughs> books that I'm reading right now is uh, Resistance Reborn, which is a novel that takes place in between uh, TLJ and Tross. Um, as far as I've gotten, it's, it's basically, uh, we're following Snap Wexley and his wife, and they are now talking to Wedge Antilles. R.I.P. Snap. R.I.P. R.I.P. Snap. Yes, indeed. He, he went down in flames, man. It, it was like, I, J.J. was like, I, I, actually, I bet it was Greg who, who was said, you know, we need him to die. We need fucking Snap to go out, be a hero of the resistance. Um, but yeah, I mean, the book is really interesting, kind of a recruiting mission so far. But I think that there is a lot of good content to be had between these. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I just, you know, sometimes I play the devil's advocate and I, I want to put out I don't hate what Disney has done. I don't necessarily hate the movies in the sequel trilogy. What I hate is how the sequel trilogy was handled and how the overarching narrative ended up because it ended up turdy. It's like whatever. It is a big whatever narrative. I mean, the movies themselves, you can kind of glean some good stuff and nuggets out of there. But really, the, the arc from seven to nine, it's like, 
okay, we didn't really achieve much here. We didn't really add a ton of lore for even the old people, the new people. It is what it is, but I'm a fan of tech. I'm a fan of ILM X Lab. I've seen what they can do. I've gone to the void. I've worn the vest and done the... I forget what it's called, like Shadow of the Empire. It's a fantastic experience. Nick and I talked about a few episodes back. Um, I I will play Vader Immortal once it hits the PSVR, I think in a few weeks, actually. Uh, So I'm all for this if it gets ported over. I'm not someone that's going to be like, oh my God, they're they're putting out a Star Wars game. I'm going to go buy the Oculus. I mean, if I didn't do that for Vader, I'm not doing it for fucking Batu. Yeah, I mean, Oculus Quest is the only one that I would want. Oculus Quest, let's see how much it's retailing for right now. And that's that's the fully standalone, right? Yes. Like everything, it's untethered. You don't need a PC. It runs locally. Yes. There's no wires. Everything is done on the headset itself. It is $550. So I'm not going to spend that much money. to. Has that even budged then? Like that hasn't even moved, has it? I, I'm not sure. I don't think that there has been much of a change in the in the price for this which is odd because and i'm someone when when vr kind of came back to the the forefront of game design i was still in the gaming media through entertainmentboo.com i was out there testing all the shit and i did love it i mean there are some great vr games these days there's some great stuff for psvr but but once again like the medium even decades ago when it tried with the half-ass type of VR stuff. It just, if the software isn't there, if there aren't people making the right type of software for virtual reality, it dies out almost instantly. Oh, yeah. Like, Actually, I, I have no I need up, to ever bucks, put my... Bucks. Okay. okay. So, but yeah, I, I have not... I have not thrown on my PSVR in probably a year, and I don't care about it. I don't feel bad about it. I will do it when I get Vader Immortal, but even then, I'm I'm, I'm already sitting there like, fuck, Nick, I'm gonna have to like get up and plug a cable in because with the PSVR, you gotta you gotta hook the PlayStation into the VR unit, and then the VR unit goes to your TV or your receiver, or whatever. Yeah, dude, and, and like that, and is I'm like just, too lazy to even do that now. Yeah, it's, like, it's such it. a fucking like. And I remember when you first got it, because when you first got it, you were pretty high on it. But the, yes. the thing that you called out the most, you were like, dude, watching Netflix on it is really cool. <laughs> it is, because, I mean, at least through the PSVR, they had it set up, and that was back when PlayStation sold their TV server. It was awesome. I, I could have, essentially, it, imagine if you were sitting in the front or second row of a movie theater, I could have that size of screen slapped right to my fat face. Yeah. And it, it was neat. I mean, your head would start to go numb about an hour and a half into a movie and you might see some shit, but <laughs> it was a it was a cool visual and really uh, PSVR. I think it's called Farpoint VR. One of the most action intense. I even had a gun. It was one of the coolest fucking VR games I've ever played, but no one ever made another game for that gun accessory. I really think the only other VR game I'd want to play at this point that I haven't touched is Beat Saber. Yeah, that's the and one that's that everybody... Just because it's like a fucking music rhythm game. Yeah, it's basically like Guitar Hero for VR. Like, you know. Yes, yes. You hold the cones and sit there and look like a, you know, a spastic person. Yeah. But it looks fun. It looks like a lightsaber. I mean, that's why they call it Beat Saber. So naturally, my Star Wars loving ass would be drawn to yeah. it. So... We'll see. I mean, you know, Nick Nick will go out and buy this this Oculus and he'll report on <laughs> Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. But hey, at least at least they're doing something. You know, I mean, 
and it's ILM X lab. I think that's what should give everyone the most confidence that if you do have this tech, this probably will be a worthwhile experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think Vader immortal has been so well received by both the players and the critics that this one is likely to be a success as well, as much of a success as you can have in the VR game. But yeah, I mean, if you don't have a PSVR, if you don't have a quest, if you don't have a rift, you really have to weigh the pros and cons of like, yeah, I get to have this awesome Star Wars VR experience, whether it be with Vader Immortal or Gal- uh, Tales from Galaxy's Edge. But is it worth me paying, you know, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars right. for a, a, a VR headset that I'll use two times? So, um, got to make those decisions. You know, it's like me last week. I was weighing it. Do I need to buy five figures I already own? The answer yes. was yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I need to spend at least $100 to do that. So uh, we actually have other game news here. And this is kind of one I already shit on. But mm-hmm. I know there's still a lot of people that like to collect discs. Uh, and we got word that Best Buy will be offering a steelbook case for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which I believe is still due out this October. We don't have a firm date, but this is going to have all nine Skywalker films. You can dive into any saga at any time to experience them. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to buy it. I actually just fired up the Xbox 360 version of the complete Star Wars Saga Lego. Like we're talking to where Nick, I don't know if you remember, but when Lego games started, they didn't talk. Yeah. Like the animations, they were still kind of cute and cheeky, but they didn't have voices. So I threw that on to play with Charlie to see if she's at the level to where she could even do that. She's not. Not not quite uh, there with the fine motor No, skills. she didn't didn't quite take to the control screen uh, s- scheme like my uh, four year old nephew did when he was her age. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, we 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 kind of played through episode one, level one. Just I, I'm trying to get her, you know, exposed to this gaming stuff. <laughs> For when this thing comes around and maybe she can work that joystick a little bit better. But the whole <laughs> joystick navigating a character with one joystick did not compute. Yeah, I mean, the, navigating a character with one joystick <laughs> even now is kind of a foreign concept because everything... Well, is, I mean, that, that's how the Lego is. It's yeah. like you only move them with the left. And she was having a hard time with that. I mean, she's got little tiny hands holding a big Xbox controller. Yeah, it's, uh, But we, we got through the first level without me wanting to rip her head off. So that was <laughs> a... Because uh, I'm the worst person to play games with. Like, I've broken a 65-inch 3D TV playing Mario with my wife. Throwing a water bottle, not at the TV. Just throwing. I threw the water bottle so forcefully. It was it was sealed. I threw it so forcefully at my coffee table. It hit right at the right corner, popped the bottle, and it took off like a fucking water rocket all over the TV. And and there was enough water that dripped right down into that LED panel and see later. So the only time that I've ever. Actually, I didn't even hit the TV. It was when I was when the Wii first came out. You remember when <laughs> the 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 Wii Joy Cons or whatever they were called? Oh, so, yeah, you were one of those guys fucking throwing your Wii controller at your TV because you didn't have it strapped on, right? I, yeah, I was playing <laughs> Wii bowling, and I was like, "Oh well, I don't need it." Uh, I fucking no. like I went back and I like threw like you bowl. And yeah. I threw the controller and it hit the wall right above <laughs> the TV. And I was like, fucking thank God. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I no, mean, not me. I've, I've been breaking stuff because of video games since the NES days. Uh, the, the biggest, the first thing I remember is taking an NES controller, swinging it like a lasso. <laughs> 
and then whacking my little CRT TV and breaking the knobs <laughs> off. The next one was a good one. This one got me, essentially got the Nintendo taken for a few weeks. Is <laughs> I was playing Batman 1989. I'll never forget it. And anyone else that played that game on Nintendo, you probably did something similar because that game fucking cheated. But I took my elbow, no shit, might have been eight years old, right through my drywall in my bedroom. Oh, man. Massive fucking hole. So that was that was a quick cut. Um, Xbox 360, I've said this before, I spent upwards of $350, $400 on controllers from biting them, throwing them, squeezing them, chest pressing them. Uh, but I've, I've gotten over a lot of that yeah. ever since the, the this generation that we're currently in that's about to be trumped here i hate using that word about to be uh, overtaken yeah by one. the ps5 and xbox what, what the fuck do they x, call it now series x xbox series x, x, what, series, i don't know who what the, the fuck, fuck works in their pr these days yeah, I know. like come on um like i mean thank god sony just realized that chronology is fine yeah just fucking you know, numbers just, just go up whatever. but whatever ever since this this current generation that's about to be overtaken i um i got away from the whole breaking biting and smashing the shit. only thing I, I i did break a mouse one time out of frustration with a game like because oh, i play on pc sometimes i still have a really good pc that i play games on and like once i just i literally just it was a wired mouse too. It wasn't even a wireless. I just took the mouse and I threw it and it hit a wall and it just shattered into pieces. <laughs> so that it's de- like video games are frustrating endeavors, especially if you care. Like, oh yeah. And that's the thing, but I need to learn sometimes when I'm playing with a, a four-year-old or my wife that they don't care as much as I do. Yeah. And when they can't, you know, walk or read my mind or just like a another gamer would, that I shouldn't sit there and want to, like I said, rip their throats out. I mean, that's there is a point playing Lego Star Wars Complete Saga this weekend where I wanted to take my kid and my <laughs> wife and just smash their heads together. Like, that's how fucking crazy I am when it comes like, to just games. Just fucking but, walk and jump yeah, over the head. That's, that's exactly what it was just like. Jump. Just fucking follow me, please. <laughs> I can't move unless you're within my my tether zone. Damn it. <laughs> just fucking move. <laughs> I do that, yeah. Uh, but anyways, those of you that like your discs for games... Uh, Best Buy will be offering a steelbook case, and it is a, a good-looking steelbook. I mean, I, I'm not going to get it, but I know there's steelbook junkies out there, and it's it's little Lego Han and Carbonite. Yeah, if you're going to do a steelbook, uh, this is the way to do it for this. Star Wars. Yeah, this this is the way to do it. Uh, Best Buy has it out there. We we do have the link. It doesn't show the uh, steelbook, but if you read the fine print, which I know is hard for most humans these days, it does say steelbook at the top, and they are offering it for all three versions of the game. Nice. There we go. And we do have an actual Star Wars game, like game show coming, Nick. Actually, if you're listening today, release day for SWTS113, it should be out there right now on StarWarsKids.com or Star Wars Kids YouTube. And that is Ahmad Bess, a.k.a. Jar Jar Binks, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. So... A few things interesting here, Nick, that I want to talk about on this. Not that I think this is appointment TV for you and I. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out tomorrow. I think uh, my kid would love yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's going to be uh, good for, for... Plus, I want to get some, you know, double dare nostalgia <laughs> from my Nickelodeon days as a youth. But this show was supposed to be Disney+. Disney+. Yeah, it was. I remember when we first reported this, this was supposed to be on Disney+. And I don't know what has happened between then. 
but it's now Star Wars Kids YouTube and StarWarsKids.com. So yeah, because I mean, you can't really even say the pandemic because it looks like it was all shot. Yeah, it was all done right? already. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't. It's not like oh, we can shoot it cheaper on YouTube. No, YouTube's just a distro platform. I, I honestly think it's either. Maybe when they initially tease it, there wasn't enough of a reaction that, that they were like, oh, shit, can we really charge people money for this? Or it could be people. The world the world is so fucked right now. There's so many people locked up. There's people without money free. Let's yeah. just yeah, let's just give them this for free at this point. Yeah, I could see that being the reasoning behind it, because I don't I don't know why else you would you would reveal it for Disney Plus and then not put it on there. It's not like it costs you anything to do it. You are the distributor and the producer. Right, right. Like, you know, the only thing that they would be worried about is that they wanted to reveal it to or give it to a bigger audience through YouTube and, you know, give, give kids something to watch during this pandemic, during a period of time where there's a lot of strife and, and, you know, possibly money is an issue. So... Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm okay with it coming to star Wars kids, YouTube. Um, and I, like, I probably will, I'll probably watch, you know, an episode or two. I mean, dude, honestly, I want to, I want to see Ahmed. I I just, I want to see the guy. I mean, we've heard about what happened with, with his turn as Jar Jar. He wanted to, you know, kill himself essentially was, was at the precipice. Uh, now they're giving him a chance. He's playing a Jedi. I believe it's, it's either Karen Beck or Callum Beck. I forget the name. Uh, but he will be dressed as a Jedi in character, leading these kids through a bunch of different challenges, trials, this, that, and the other thing. I would play the trailer, but I'm a pussy. Yeah, I know. Uh, we know what happens uh, on the Star Wars Time Show when I try to uh, infuse other audio sources. Uh, so just go to StarWarsTime.net and check out the trailer if you missed it. But like I said, if you are listening to this episode... Episode one of the Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge should be out there on StarWarsKids.com or Star Wars Kids YouTube. Yep. Uh, so check it out. I'll, I'll make sure to, to watch this first episode and have some sort of report back for next week. Uh, but I believe once it starts on June 3rd, we're going to get a new episode each week for a few weeks. So that's nice. nice. Yep. Get some, some free stuff out there. All right, this next one's not going to be free, Nick, yeah. but it's it's something that's kind of more up your alley, and that's the fact that uh, Del Rey has decided to what they they've upped the release of the latest Thrawn trilogy or just the Thrawn book. The Thrawn, so Thrawn Ascendancy is the new trilogy of books. Okay, that are the Ascendancy trilogy. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So the the first book of the new trilogy is coming out September first. It should have. It, it was initially slated to release in October, but they're pushing the release date up. I don't know if that's to like, you know, help people who are expecting an August release date for the High Republic uh, series of books. Um, but they have pushed this one up. And it's really interesting to me because I, like you said, I, you know, I finished the original Thrawn trilogy. They're really fucking good books. They bring you right up to the point of, um, you know, the basically where Thrawn is inserted into the Rebels trilogy, or not the Rebels trilogy, the Rebels TV series. Okay, so essentially, he, the book covers up until season four, like his debut. Yeah, right around there. And then the show, the show covers the rest of, of his arc, obviously. I mean, uh, Nick and I have been bitching about wondering what the fuck happened to, to Thrawn and Ezra for a few years now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is actually where's it? Yeah, this where's this trilogy go then? This is a prequel, so this is going to take you back before Thrawn joined the Empire. So in the first book, 
of the new canon Thrawn trilogy is when he is not really conscripted, but he joins the Imperial military after he's found on a planet that the Empire was was occupying. It was it was basically thought to be some sort of like not really desolate, but there was very few settlements on it. And then Thrawn kind of, you know, Thrawn found them really and then joined the Imperial Navy through them. But this is going to take you back to when he was a an admiral, a high standing admiral within the Chiss ascendancy. Um, oh, so it's not like going all the way back to where he was a pimp, like letting his chest hang out with his long black hair hanging out. I don't know if it's all that far back, but um, <laughs> they didn't really. I, give isn't it. that wasn't that? I have an image of that from somewhere, but isn't that from the the first trilogy reboot where he works with Anakin? Yeah, so he and we learn about the the Chiss Skywalkers and all that. I mean, isn't he doesn't he, doesn't he have a little longer hair? Isn't he a little more loosey goosey looking? I don't remember. Or am I just having some weird fucking fantasies about a naked Thrawn at I this think, point? Like the the cover art for that book because that's the second one in the new trilogy was him with Vader, so he was still looking very imperial. Um, I don't remember if they described him as having like a, like I gotta, I gotta find this or like, I gotta find this or check myself in the rehab. It may have been like a fanfic, but in that book he does, it is still him kind of working with the, working through the Chiss Ascendancy during the time of the, the Galactic Civil War. So this was, you know, when the CIS and the, and the Republic were going at it. Um, and then now this will, I don't know exactly. It doesn't give an exact timeline on the, they call it the ascendancy trilogy and this, uh, it, it was a comic book. Okay, I just it was, found it. Gotcha. Um, but, I'm pulling it up now so we can see his sexy body. <laughs> but, uh, chaos rising is the first book of the new trilogy. It's going to be coming out September 1st and it is going to take you back to his time in the ascendancy, um, which we get to dabble in a little bit. Like Matt said, with the book two from the new trilogy, when he's working with Anakin Skywalker and then there is some, you know, there is a, a Chiss ascendancy admiral that he works with at the end of. So this ascendancy shit, that's just their military. Yes. The Chiss ascendancy is the name of like their, are they, are they subservient to Palpatine's Imperials? No, no. Even, even into actual Imperial timeline, the, the ascendancy is, completely separated from the the empire there is no affiliation and and there was a thought like palpatine didn't want to wipe him off the fucking face of the map i mean that's odd like you would think i mean he wanted everything he wanted galactic control i mean they they functioned pretty much in the unknown regions then like they they only chill there not quite unknown regions they're in wild space which is like kind of in between you know, like the core planets, even like the outer rim planets and, uh, hmm. you know, the unknown regions. So they're in like an ungoverned area of the galaxy that got And this is just me knowing nothing. that's why I, li- yeah. I like this type of stuff. But I- I'm just thinking here is like if Thrawn was such a Mac Daddy military strategist warrior, you would think his brothers and sisters shared some of those traits. Oh, and I'm yeah, talking like the other do. ascendancy. And you'd think someone like Palpatine who doesn't want anyone to challenge his rule would be like, Hey, fuck these people. Yeah. Let, let's, let's wipe them out. I mean, look what he did to just a little tiny rebellion and the way you're telling me about this ascendancy, they, they, they sound like, you know, they're almost like Navy seal level type of, uh, warriors out here, their Navy. And yeah. he's just letting them chill. I, I find that, I found that, I find that to be interesting that Palpatine wouldn't have wanted to 
wipe them out or conscript them like he did to most every other alien race. It was mostly due to like his trust. Like he has a very good, uh, not even like, you know, relationship kind of, for lack of a better term, with Thrawn. And that was actually a, a, a big part of their, you know, not really their agreement, but a lot of their early conversations were about like the ascendancy and you know, what are they a threat? Really, Palpatine wanted to know, are they a threat to the Empire? Right. And Thrawn, as Thrawn has told them, you know, multiple times, like they're not because they're not really a conquesting type of race. They're not a conquesting type of people. So they don't really want to involve themselves in core galactic politics or take over any new territory there. So as Thrawn told the Emperor, he's like, look, you don't have to worry about the Ascendancy because they're not worried about you like they don't they're not going to invade imperial space and they don't inspect they don't expect an invasion from the imperials into wild space so it was one of those relationships that was always based off of like thrawn's relationship with the empire and then the you know and then uh palpatine believing that the the ascendancy wasn't really a threat to the empire i guess that makes sense i I don't know i still Palpatine doesn't strike me as a guy that takes people at their yeah. word. Well, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's very, I guess you'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, it's very interesting the way that that relationship plays out because he does like he like he trusts Thrawn as far as More he trusts Vader. anybody else. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, we we all know that like Palpatine and Vader fucking hated each yeah. other, right? I mean, that that's like that's detailed in canon everything. I mean, they they play along because that's what Sith do, but especially in the comics, I mean. The the most recent Vader run, uh, a whole series is nothing but Palpatine sending people after him to kill him, <laughs> and then the other one is is Vader looking for ways to get stronger to kill him. Yeah. And uh, okay, so it's, now yeah. Thrawn knows who Vader is, right? Yeah, I mean it's 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 hinted. It's never well. He almost comes out straight to Vader's face and tells him. And that's why, like, it wasn't one of the books kind of set during the prequel eras to establish that Thrawn worked with Anakin yeah, or something so, like that? Yeah, so the way that the second book in the trilogy was set up was actually really fucking cool because it was a mirroring of each other. So you had one side where, or, or like one part of the book where it is set where Thrawn, still in the Chiss Ascendancy, is working with Anakin Skywalker to take down a... You could call it a separatist emplacement on um, this planet called Mokiv, which is right outside of Batu. It's like a moon of Batu. And then the other part of that book is Thrawn working with um, working with Vader again in this same system, this Mokiv system, to uncover. I can't exactly remember what it was at the time, but like he's working with him in the same exact area where he was working before. It was um to to combat a a grisk incursion into the edge of imperial space and the grisks are basically the new um yuzan yuzan vong yeah gotcha so they were working with each other and you get a lot of that because they both like vader for sure knows that he knew thrawn when he was anakin skywalker oh yeah but he's trying to not a big dummy he just he 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 plays things close to his respirator if you will and he's trying to piece together he's like does thrawn know that i am 
Skywalker. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, and like maybe I should read these word dude, word things you guys get that into. That trilogy is really fucking good. Oh, I bet. I bet. I'm just because like, what else do you want me to say? Yeah. I mean, are you gonna read it to me? I'll you start gotta, calling you every you night. You gotta get the audio it, version. This you did. No, I want you to read it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just gonna Skype you. I'm gonna go sit and watch TV, and you're gonna be back here on my computer just, just reading yeah. it to me, like like I'm a little baby. I will be the audio book reader. But uh, yeah, I mean that whole that whole book was really interesting because. The, the, <sighs> the good part about it is that Vader can't read him. Like, Vader cannot read his mind. Is that just a, their natural ability? Like, they, they're they kind of like a, a toy Darian where they can't use mind tricks and shit it's, like that? It's not necessarily or that. Or did Thrawn, like, train for that? It's that they don't have emotion. They don't, they don't really have emotional, like, mental fluctuations the same way that other races do. So Got every it. time he tries to read them, it's just flat. Like it's just. So they even have less emotions than Yoda. Yeah, yeah. He's almost like a. It's almost like a Vulcan type of thing. Just to ah, like. Bring oh yeah. In, okay. All right. All right. You know, yeah, like there we go. To 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 bring. Yeah, in dude. The I'm I'm high on Star Trek right now. We've talked about this. I'm I'm still working through. I I CBS got me. They got me good. They're like, hey, one free month of CBS. I was like, sweet. I'll, I'll do it and I'll watch Picard. And they're like, you know what? I'm gonna check out this Discovery. And I'm like, I fucking love this show. I mean, I, Star Trek Discovery is great. I saw the first like two or three episodes of Discovery and I did. I really liked because the production quality was like, oh, super my God, dude. Good, dude. I mean, it's insane. There's like say F words, heads getting cut off. I mean, the Klingons are gnarly as fuck. I, I don't know. I, I think it's really well done. I'm still in the middle of the first season. There's been some very interesting plot shifts and uh, surprises mm. and character turns. Uh, I'm digging it. And then I, at night, kind of when I start to get woozy and fall asleep, I, I'm always on Netflix, either thrown on Deep Space Nine or an old Star Trek show. Because yeah. to me, they're they're perfect background noise. Like, I love that nerdy science well, stuff. Well, dude, now, so. now you're going to get an Admiral Pike like series, right? That was I think that was announced recently. Is they're going to have a show that's centered around Admiral Pike from the new J.J. Abrams trilogy. And like his oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his time actually being a captain, I think, so. Got you. Uh, no, I mean, hey, like I said, CBS, they got me. They did it right. I even, I'm even paying for the 9.99 no commercial plan just because I'm a lazy How asshole. How much is the is the commercial plan? 4.99. That's not bad. I may, I may take a look at that. But like, I don't know, everything man. It's gets just fucked I, I, up with HBO Max now, right? Because like now, like Big Bang Theory is going to be on HBO Max, but that was a CBS I show. Dude, I, I don't. It's weird. It's like HBO signed very odd one-off deals here, full deals there. I mean, obviously they're getting CBS shows, which I think is because of their Warner Brother deal, okay. maybe. Because uh, they're going to get all the DC stuff. They're going to get all the shows that were on the failed DC streaming yeah. service. Uh, they have some of their original shit. I mean, HBO Max is like whatever. I was already paying for HBO. It just updated. Uh, you go through it. They got a lot of shit, but it's 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 organized very oddly. Yeah, because they got like yeah, friend, like Friends is on it for some. Yeah, reason. they signed that deal. And I then, mean, they signed the Snyder Cut deal. Yeah. I mean, they're they're making good moves. JJ I Abram think. Abram signed a two hundred fifty million dollar deal to make content for them. Like, right? And I think that's through Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's so, through that's through Warner. So, so I think that's how some of the the CBS stuff is showing up there. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there's there's. 
there's definitely not a lack of shit to kind of boob tube out to these days. It's it's too much. I mean, for someone like me, it's <laughs> it's it's too much. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, I usually end up spending 35, 40 minutes just looking at different apps, going through all my lists again, thinking I'm going to see something new. And then by the end, it's like, oh, fuck it. I'll throw on Star Trek Deep Space Nine and pass out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's a good thing. Like you said, it's something good to fall asleep to because maybe... You'll pick up some some sciency lingo and 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 learn some Klingon <laughs> in your sleep. I hey whatever man I'm I'm Star Wars for life. Obviously there's always time for Star Wars time, but I am not ashamed to say that I also thoroughly enjoy Star Trek. Yes, yes, really do. I liked all the movies. I've liked most of the TV shows, uh, the newer movies, and really what they're doing on CBS. I think is some top notch shit. So well, that's good for the Thrawn stuff. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I might give if it. You, I might give it a try because I, I do love the lore that Nick is kind of tickling my taint with here. It's, I just don't. Yeah, it's got to be audio yeah, if I do if it. If you ever start commuting to work again, if we ever get out yeah. of our homes and people are in cars for extended periods of time again, audiobook version is is the way to do it. Yeah, that's right. So. I have given up sports talk for the most part because I mean this is still not because there's no sports. I gave it up because I'm a diehard Buckeye fan, and when they fucking blew that game against Clemson, I, I still have not recovered. And we're talking like four or five months at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, you are one to take things hard and then just swear oh, yeah. off of shit for years. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't want to hear it. It's weird. It's like, I just, I don't want to, because, you know, you get in there, they're talking about the new season, which I, I, I still don't even know how we're going to have sports, but whatever. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll pretend. We'll keep the hopes up. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want sports. I do. I just, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, we'll see. The same we'll thing see. happened to me with the Saints Super Bowl miss a couple of years ago. With, yeah, right. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to see any video clips. You don't want to hear any recordings, any audio, any highlights. You just want to forget about it. And that's how it's been. And then it just kind of led into, well, there's no sports anyway. So I, I haven't listened to my, and I love, we, I got, we have a great local sports talk show here in Columbus, but it's like, Hey, whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll throw on Stern when he feels like doing something from his basement. Yeah. Yeah. Just all right, so Thrawn dropping early, a month early, September that is. 1st. September 1st, Chaos Rising. Check it out. Yep, I'll be on it. Okay, so this next one, and you can kind of see if how I, I read it here, but basically you can definitely chalk this piece up to the lack of Star Wars news these <laughs> days. But for lore hounds like myself, maybe it'll give you some peace of mind. And what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the chronology of the Clone Wars season seven, but really the chronology of the Clone Wars in general, which is a fucking mess. It's all over the place. Uh, by the way, it is a fucking mess, dude. And I, I, I had kept looking because we talked about in the past, if you go to StarWars.com, I'll throw up the link right now. They have a curated list to watch Star Wars The Clone Wars in chronological order. For those of you that are stupid, that means within the universe, it's going to follow that timeline. Uh, when it was first released, it was not released in chronological order. As you can see, the first episode you're supposed to watch is the 16th episode of season, of season two. two. Yeah. All right. And then you watch the 16th episode of season one. And then you watch the fucking movie that kicked off the franchise in the first place. So... Like I said, chronology has not been Filoni and George's thing with the Clone Wars. I don't know if a single season aired in chronological order. I do not believe so. I think there are there are episodes from every season that are kind of out of order or pop up in other seasons. But 
up until uh, season seven, we didn't know where those were going to fit in the chronology. I mean, we, we knew they would all take place after season six. Yeah. We didn't quite know how they were going to be set in the timeline within the, their, within its own season, outside the fact that it was going to be very close to Revenge of the Sith events. Well, who knows, over the past week or so, or maybe when Clone Wars ended, StarWars.com's intern got out there and pulled up uh, or updated the chronological order watch for Clone Wars and added season seven. And lo and behold, it it's like, not even fucking close. It was out of order again. So basically what happened was the the Bad Batch arc and then the Ahsoka Underworld arc are, are flipped. flipped. So right. in the way that we watched it was Bad Batch arc first, all the way down to the Unfinished Business episode um, with, you know, Obi-Wan and, and uh, Mace Windu on the planet kind of quelling that, that you know, Separatist Rebellion. Yep. And then we went into the Ahsoka arc. But in reality, in, in chronological terms, the Ahsoka arc is first going all the way from Gone with the Trace to Together Again, where they meet up with Anakin Skywalker. And then you go into the Bad Batch arc that ends right. with the rebellion that that Mason Obi-Wan quash and then you go into the final four episode arc the, the, the true ending yeah that, that, those were the only ones that were in chronological order yeah. and at least they went 9 10 11 12 which they had to cuz it was a a four episode movie i don't understand why you just didn't sh- like for this one in particular for this season why not just show it in order well i i kind of through my two cents at that question, Nick, because I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, okay, well, what, what's the deal here? But if you think about it, if, if we would have watched that four-episode arc with Ahsoka, and then a month, she's just out of mind, out of view, everything, and then you have 709 show up, I don't think that reunion would have been as impactful, as hard-hitting, if it was told in chronological order. Because our minds you know we, we figured about shit very very quickly i mean we're, we're talking it would have been four yeah. weeks before we would have saw ahsoka reunite on that star destroyer with anakin and, and i think the way they did it where it literally just rolled right into it it felt fresh it felt timely it felt natural if you will for for from a fan perspective but yeah i mean it it wasn't even close so in the show's world, Ahsoka did all her shit, and who knows how long she was hanging with the Mandalorians before they came and met with Anakin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could have been a couple days, a week, a month, two months. Yeah, I, I, I definitely buy that that um, you know description of why they did it, that reasoning behind it. It does because it was. It was really nice to have kind of that order. It felt segmented, like we were saying, like it felt a little bit segmented where you get Bad Batch and you get Ahsoka and then you oh, get yeah. the finish. But I think the way that they segmented it and the release order actually made it fit a little bit better together. Yeah, it's just, it was really that that bleed in from 708, which was together again. That's where Ahsoka finally realized like, yeah, I should kind of do Jedi stuff, I guess, and go help these Mandos. And then it, it just naturally flipped right into 709. Where, you know, we, we meet back up with the Jedi bros kicking ass on a planet and then they get called away to realize that Ahsoka's looking for some help or wants their help to go uh, attack Mandalore for Maul and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So it, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I, 
they don't like chronology, at least the way they air these episodes. But that's kind of been the case since the Clone Wars started. Like we said, it's 16th episode of the second season <laughs> is the, the first true one. first episode. It's like, OK, Dude, it's nuts. I mean, I really do think that that somebody needs to go through, like you've said multiple times, go through and just build it right. Like there's no right. reason that you shouldn't have a chronologically ordered Clone Wars available on your streaming service if it's going to be there forever. I know. Like there's, there, there's. Oh no, Nick! Look here, the the intern they just put stream on Disney Plus, so you have to go to StarWars.com yeah. and essentially watch it on your computer and click to each episode. Yeah, like I I I saw that and I was like, why though? Like why not just? Huh, I don't know. Maybe it's nuts, man. I, I mean you. At this point, you'd have to think to build those playlists on these streaming services requires a rocket science. Yeah, degree, dude, is it right? is it because not just like drag and drop? Like here, exactly, right? I mean, we're, we 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 kind of have uh, technical brains, just what we do. And yeah, I'm thinking like, what's the back end look? Oh, Clone Wars. All right, I'll drag that asset there, that asset there, that asset there. Okay, there's a fucking playlist. Yeah, exactly. Like it it cannot <laughs> be that difficult. Like I know. <laughs> That it's 130 plus episodes and it would take some time. But 133. Dude, they, they, some asshole sat here and linked the episode title to its page on StarWars.com and then to, to the episode on Disney+. Plus. That This had to take more work than what you could probably do on a streaming platform. Yeah, like just hide, just <laughs> fucking do it. You're not doing anything uh, else. If you're a Star Wars, if you're like a Disney Plus intern, just fucking just reorder them. Yeah, rogue action. Do a rogue yes. action. So we go. Just have it be done. So, but anyways, I have my peace of mind now. We we all the the full chronological order of the Clone Wars is set. I'm slowly mm-hmm. making my way through it. I am only on episode six of uh of the chrono uh, chronological watch, which is the. Uh, uh, malevolence arc which is a good one and that's where grievous just fucks people up and then anakin fucks him up again nice. you know that, I, I from what i remember this is one where anakin just gets in a ship and does some wild stuff oh like a big <laughs> ass ship not not like a little not a, not a little Starfighter, fighter like yeah. He, yeah all right man uh one last thing on the disney stuff here and we don't really have an official post for this but uh, both nick and i have kind of started to suck on keeping up with the disney gallery the mandalorian this, yeah uh, i am i am fully caught up now i have watched through episode five episode five was all on practical which is fantastic um i guess a good nugget there nick and it's not really the tease but they loved the animatronic so much that even when he CG, John and Dave made a rule that they have to CG animate it as if it's an animatronic. <laughs> That's uh, perfect. So that was neat. Uh, you got some of the the Werner Herzog stuff in there. You know, we we heard stories from Deborah how he was like coaching the puppet and, and talking about how great the puppet is, and so that was neat. But really, the 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 episode I want to talk about is number four, and it was technology. Uh, and they put a, obviously a heavy focus on how video game engines are being used now to create these dynamic sets with these massive LED screens. Uh, Favreau and Filoni talked about something they called the volume, which is essentially a room that is nothing but these screens on the side, the floor, the bottom. That's how they did the the lava escape on Navarro. But there's a segment in there called George's Garage. 
and and Bryce Dallard, Bryce Dallas Howard actually brings it up. And you know, if you know who she is, she's Ron Howard's daughter. Ron and George are good friends. Ron acted in a lot of George's movies when he was still an actor. And it sounded like when Bryce was little, they would go to George's house, and you know, George would talk about his plans and this, that, and the other thing. But essentially, George was talking like at some point in time, I should be able to make a Star Wars movie in my garage. I yeah. Uh, and he was getting there. Like, if you think about it, and we all make fun of it, but the guy is a fucking pioneer, if anything else. And he was he was essentially doing these LED walls for the prequels. It was just still green screen because the tech didn't exist. Mm-hmm. They they didn't even think about using game engines at that point because that tech wasn't even I close mean, to game being engines, ready. Yeah, like you said back then, were garbage dude you're talking you're still talking like 2005 2006 there we're exactly and we're still only on unreal what five at this point yeah but they're just they're just working on five they're working so it's not like it's not like even unreal's been around forever yeah uh but so she she brings that up and they kind of go into a segment and that just got me thinking i'm like you're exactly right because even even kathy came in she's like listen what we're doing now this is all george's idea he just didn't have the, the the technology wasn't even close. This is what he wanted to do. At one point in time, Nick, I forget, I don't know if it was at his house or at the Lucasfilm complex, they essentially built one of these mini green screen outdoor sets where he could interchange and essentially make it look like a bunch of different worlds. But again, the tech wasn't there to make the process streamlined and cost effective. Yeah. And that just really led me to think because they, they even showed clips of George on the Mando set talking with John and Dave looking at the shit. And I was just I was almost looking into his soul and going, this man wants to play. Oh, yeah. this man wants to play. This is this is his vision. Like this shit got built because of him. He may not be the one doing it now, but this is George's garage. And that's that's I'm stealing Bryce's line. But she said, when I walked on set, all I could think was this is. George's garage. This is what he was envisioning and we're doing it now. So Nick, for me, and we talked about earlier, I'm like, we got to get him back. We got to get the maker on one of these sets using the the volume, the LED walls. I don't care if it's an episode of the Mando. If he wants to make his own fucking series, he should be allowed to. I want to see at this point in time, what George fucking Lucas can do with his creation. It's still his. I know he sold the rights to it. It's still fucking his. I want to see what he can do with this, with this tech and what type of story he could put out. I agree. I mean, I, I'm calling for it right now. I want it. <laughs> I've never been the one to say like, he should just completely remove himself from, from star Wars and just be done with it. Like I, I did criticize him when he came out and he was criticizing the movies and he, you know, was, kind of poo-pooing the way that that you know storytellers were telling their stories like in my opinion he is like he has lost his ability to say like well i don't think the story should have gone that way when he sold it now i think that he should be if he wants to come back and he wants to tell his own stories and he wants to be a part of the process and 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 make content for this universe again that he should be able to do it Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I want, I do. Like, I would love to see him work with John and Dave again on The Mandalorian and say, like, hey, guys, you know, if if somebody wants to bring back Boba Fett, I think he's the guy to do it because he created that character. And he's the one who should be able to say, this is how I think his story should continue. Um, 
what would you want? Like, what, what would be your ideal scenario for George to come back to Star Wars? Is it, is it just picking up and, and directing an episode or maybe writing the episode and directing it? Or is it writing? Is it directing? I mean, does he does he pitch a whole series? Does he get a movie? I mean, w- what capacity? I think that the best that we've ever seen George Lucas was in the original trilogy, obviously. And I think that the best thing for Lucas to do is to be a story writer yes create creator and not necessarily on the ground like yes he needs to be there on you know at on the set so so feel me on this we got george Wright, dave direct i'm all for that yeah john obviously in the same room right i mean come on I, i think that would be the best way to do it and for me start off with one episode see how he likes it because it's going to be different like the it's not in my opinion what's going to it's not going to be John and Dave who stop it it's going to be George who stops it because he's so yes. used to being in complete control of everything right and what I and now he's got to run it by these fucking assholes on the on the story group well, that don't know how to story group shit yeah and and for me i don't i think what would end up happening is that is that John and Dave would take a step back and just be like, he's George, let George do what he does. We just won't be involved. And that's what I don't want to happen. Because the reason that... <laughs> they, they turn into Rick, Rick McCallan, yeah. his producer in the prequels, is just like, yep, yeah, yeah let's just, do just it. Just do whatever you want to do, George. Yeah, put, put Anakin surfing on that big, fat-looking anteater cow thing. Yeah. That'll, that, yeah, it that'll look great. fucking great, That's man. definitely love story material. But... That's what has made the Mandalorian so good is that you do have all of these incredible artists and directors right. and, and, and creative visionary minds on there. But John and Dave are there to say like, hey, maybe do it this way. This is how it fits better in the story. This is more Star Wars. This is how it, it, it interacts with the entire lore around it. And, and that's why it's so good. If you let George just go in there and be George, like we've talked about so many times where he just says like, turn this character blue. He's got fucking horns coming out of his eyes. Yeah. His name's Blip Blop. And this one has a, a, a pink shoe. Like if you just- Blip, al- Blip Blop and Nickel Dick. Yeah, like if you allow him to do that, then it gets crazy. It gets, yeah. you know, but if you- I, I- if you let him work, if you let him work with with John and Dave, I think magic can happen. Just like we saw in the original trilogy when he was working with incredible minds like Irvin Kirshner and John Ka- or Larry Kasdan and, and you know the the people around him at that time were were not just enabling him, they were they were helping him clarify his vision. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, there, there is, we could open up a bunch of can of worms with, with George coming back, but I, I just, the, the, my, my Star Wars soul, for some reason, after I saw that and just, just knowing that everything they were saying was 100% true. I mean, I just, I envisioned George sitting around uh, his ranch these days going, those motherfuckers, they got my goddamn license, they got my stories, and now they got my ideas for the tech. Yeah. I had those fucking ideas. I wanted to do it this way. Blah, blah, blah. Let me add it. And I just like, I feel it's like, let him add it. Let him in. Yeah. Let him write something. Let him direct an episode. Don't tell us. Let us figure it out. Make it a surprise, you know? Because I, I honestly think any Star Wars fan worth their salt, if they watched an episode that George Lucas had a direct hand in, they would go, something's different with this. And there's the reveal. And they go, I knew it. <laughs> 
I think it's just like when you watch the Dave episodes. Yeah. I mean, you could tell which episodes are Dave's from uh, season one, episode one, and episode five. I mean, they're 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 spot on felony. They're they're so they take so much care with the universe, the characters, mm. the Easter eggs, this, that, and the other things. So I don't know, man. My my inner little star wars fanboy just like you know what as much as i've cursed him over these years for some of the shit he did in the prequels and kind of tarnishing my vision of anakin slash vader i'm over all that like i i I love the guy i've always loved him i I mean he made this shit up in his head yeah i think for people like nick and i to sit in our basements (laughs) during a pandemic and talk about it for two three sometimes four fucking hours i think the 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 way that it would happen is if Filoni is ever in an executive decision maker position, he would be the one to allow it. I, I just don't know what the dynamics are for it at this point, you know, and that's what makes I it confusing. I still think over there, George has carte blanche to come on set or do whatever he wanted to. I really think if he said, hey, Kathy, remember all those fucking gigs I got you? Remember all those millions I've made you? Guess what? I'm showing up today, and if I feel like directing, I'm directing. Yeah, and I, I mean, we've we've all heard about him directing the scene in Solo and stuff like that. Right. I think, in my opinion, like I mentioned, one episode or you give him his own mini series is the way that I would put it. Like mini series. Yeah, I, just uh, let him and Dave work on something again. Yeah. And I don't think George wants to fucking do anything. This. this is just us as fans wishing, you know, willing the universe, we're wishing we could wish it all to happen. (laughs) Right. In words of, of young Anakin lover boy, Skywalker. So I don't know if those of you, if you haven't watched episode four technology, keep an eye out for that moment and see where your star Wars brain goes. Cause mine was just like, man, you know what? I bet George is sitting there and just going, fuck, damn it. This is what I've wanted. This is I could have done what I wanted if the tech was just there. Yeah. I'm I'm I, I am beyond the tech. It just and it also just reminds you of how future thinking this guy was with uh, cinema. Yeah, and, and how you tell stories, how you do it cheaply, how you do it with with fantastic looking effects. Uh, so, dude, he probably uh, knew. I, I'll say this: he probably knew because he he eighty three was Return of the Jedi. Sixteen years is when we got the reveal of or the you know the the release of uh tpm he probably knew what he said he's like i gotta wait 15 years after oh, yeah. you know he was no dummy i mean the only thing that got him off his ass to write the prequels was jurassic park like his buddy steve yeah essentially did a demo for him and george saw those dinosaurs like yep text about where i want it now yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna i'm ready to proceed so, I mean, so he just did i don't think he could have made the 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 15 years i don't think see, he was I, I blame it on all you you computer programmers and and hardware makers out there you weren't fast quick enough, enough yeah. for the maker so fuck you it's be, your fault be faster but <laughs> all right that brings us into our fan segment yeah we, it's week. like yeah. the supersized fan segment these days i mean i, I do have a, a couple mentions before we get into first off what do you want what, what should we do after mentions you want to get into update on the battle of the ages yes, i will do that and then there. then we'll do fa- the question of the week responses and then we'll end with the top five plus one this week yes i got my pick uh, but just a couple mentions before we get in there. First up, uh, those of you that are collectors, toy photographers, you know that we are uh, media partners with the X-Clue magazine. Uh, Jack and the team just released, uh, it's kind of the rebranding of the magazine from X-Clue 
collective. collective to exclude magazines. So it is issue one, even though there were old exclude collective magazines. But anyways, issue one is now available and you're probably wondering why we're pushing it. Well, we're in the motherfucker. All right. So that's one reason we're pushing it. Another reason that we're pushing it, this, the work that Jack does on this magazine in terms of how he puts it together, the people he pulls in, the help and the design of the magazine is phenomenal. This guy, I think he's, you know, he's still in his 20s. He's been grinding at this for years and years. And um, I just wanted to announce that the print version, he decided to do a print version because there was enough interest. There is a pre-order up now, so you can pre-order the print version. It'll run you around $6, $7. Uh, you should just do it to support other content creators and, and toy, toy fans, but also because we are in it. So what we're looking at now, this is the digital version of the issue, which you can also check out. But uh, I wrote an article for issue one, kind of talking about Nick and I's show, our fandom, what we do, and the collecting aspect of being a Star Wars fan. And I kind of took it as I'm turning 40, ESB turned 40, we got all these new ESB figures, so I just kind of riffed on that. And if you look at I me, mean, just look at the design. He used some of my shitty photography in there, <laughs> so I love that. Just look how he lays it out. So, I mean, if you are a, a collector of any type of toys, not just Star Wars, like any geeky stuff, Lord of the Rings, Marvel... Uh, you like the toy photography or you just like reading about new toys coming out. I cannot recommend the X clue magazine enough. So you got the digital version out there, or like I said, you could fire up the, uh, print version, which you can pre-order now. All right. Uh, other mentions here. Let me quick switch over to Slack cause I'm going to need my man, Nick to bring in some lore here. Yep. Um, we got another one here from, what's his name? Christopher, quit zooming in. I know, it's, it's uh, I think it's Mahoney. Yeah, Christopher Mahoney, but this is, I, I thought this was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know where he got this from, but apparently pe people are handing out Mando lore. Uh, but it's essentially, it sets up the fact that, uh, I'm assuming this was during the Jedi Mandalorian War, mm -hmm. but it said Mandalorians quickly figured out that Jedi mostly view blaster fire as fun lightsaber practice. I've seen this before, so yeah. So dur during the Mando Jedi Wars, they dealt with this in character characteristically practical fashion. They used slug throwers, mm -hmm. essentially our guns. Instead, because if a Jedi tries to deflect a regular bullet... What happens is a bunch of bullet shrapnel to the Jedi's face. Mm -hmm. So essentially, Jedi or Sith deflects blaster fire. A Mando aide is just, uh, you know, racking a shotgun and deflecting this, you wizard bitch. <laughs> I like that. I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense, but would not, wouldn't a projectile just melt. instantly melt? I think that. Depending on the size of the projectile. Unless they're right? shooting like vibroblade metal yeah, at them or something. It really depends on what they're shooting. I mean, just for like even further context here, um, Wookiee bowcasters don't shoot lasers. They shoot superheated pieces of metal. So Like, like a rail gun, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, basically. So you, the reason you've never seen a Jedi deflect any sort of, you know, blast from a Wookiee bowcaster is because they either can't or... 
it's also probably because the the Wookiees and the Jedi have never had any sort of quarrel with Beef. each other. Yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> they never they never threw down. It's, it's interesting with with this because I I kind of lean towards it would melt it because you wouldn't have like you know a bullet shrapnel you know splits and 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 mushrooms when it hits something solid and then it yes. and then peels back. With a with a lightsaber, you're not necessarily having an impact like that because all it would it would be more akin to it going through like lava. Like, yeah, man. I mean, let's be real. It's always fun to bring real science to fake sci fi. Yeah. But if we, if we were to use real science, I mean, a, a metal slug, any type of slug would instantly either disintegrate or just melt yeah i think that. i mean maybe you could get some of the melt spray through the lightsaber but I, I don't i i don't even think that would happen yeah because the reason they can deflect blaster fire because blasters again are just cheat charged ion light energy yeah. right like, like it's it's it, 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 it's more energy it's energy in the energy essentially yeah uh where i i would still think a, a piece of metal or, or the like anything that is tangible would react just like other metal has reacted to yeah, lightsabers we, that we've seen, a.k.a. melting fucking doors, sticking them through doors, cutting floors out, so on and so forth. Yeah. I'm not sure where this came from because I like I, I love the concept. Like, I, I, that's why I mentioned yeah, it. Like, I, I'm not fun. shitting on here or, or making fun of Chris or the poster. I, I It's like if you, like I said, if you really want to get dorky and, <laughs> and, and sciencey about this fake Star Wars galaxy, I don't I don't think their Mando aids and any of that stuff would actually uh, pan out. But I hey, will you say never know. It, is, it is science fiction. A scattershot shotgun would probably work really well. Because you don't have a centralized piece exactly. of metal or whatever to hit to, to right. fight back. You would need to be General Grievous doing his four yeah. or double <laughs> arm <laughs> pinwheel swing yeah. to to deflect that. So I, no I will shame. give them. I'll give them the Mando aid. Yeah, the the shotgun. Uh, the shotgun would work pretty well. But it, it is kind <laughs> of like a fun thought experiment to think about like man yeah. how would how would a lightsaber react with different types of weaponry it was hey like i said it got me to put in the mentions and the last one here this comes from the preacher uh cryophotography <laughs> and i put this up just because he agrees uh, you know you. kind of <laughs> it plays into what i've been saying but he said i i have been playing fallen order for 13 hours straight i hate cow worst jedi ever and i just replied with a thank you uh, i uh, again so I, like i, I think <laughs> that He's milk toast, yeah, man. Is. Like he's I don't, he's, he's he's not he's not. You don't really hate him or love him. He's just like blah. He is. He's as blah as it gets. Yeah, he is a a very he's, standard, probably run of the mill Jedi Padawan of that time period. Blah blah boy. All right, so moving off the mentions. Now we're gonna get into the Battle of the Ages that Nick has been hosting. Ooh. Have have we we've made it through another full round with these three? There's here? one more left. So I was gonna put it okay. up today, but in uh, Blackout Tuesday, right? So that'll go that up. Go well, up. if you're listening, if you're listening live, like or not live, if you're listening fresh, and by fresh we drop on Wednesdays, uh, then you, you should be able to to vote on the latest one from this round. Yeah. But we'll we'll go over the three we do have here, Nick. There's starting with upsets here. The, Lots of upsets, starting with the Anakin Obi-Wan yes. rematch. So this is the number one seed Anakin Skywalker versus number eight Obi-Wan Kenobi rematch of the Rots. And Obi-Wan's like the, the, the Cinderella of this dude, tournament. Dude, he is. He is really fucking making it pretty, pretty far. Who did, I forget, who, who did he knock off in, in round one as the eight seed? Uh, let's see. Round one, he fought Ray as the nine seed. So that was... 
That was a oh, very yeah, he, close matchup, but of course, our fans will not vote for any sequel trilogy people. So um, he beat Ray in the first round, and now he defeats Anakin Skywalker. It pretty, pretty hand. I mean, it, it's not even 50 50. Yes. I mean, it is a pretty. Uh, 46 54. Uh, yeah. So now he will go on to the, you know, not the final round, not the championship round just quite yet, the semifinal round, where I believe if I look at the brackets, he is going to face the winner of this next reveal here, which is Darth Maul versus Darth Revan. And Darth Revan pulled it Ooh. out 55-45. And that, that, that was a late surge because I think Maul, Maul at was, one point in time, when you, when you started, it took like he kind of took off. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Maul, <laughs> Maul has been a very strong contender. This entire this entire uh, tournament. So let's see. I can I'll, I'll do a breakdown like I did previously of like what we've seen in terms of the votes and if there's any notable voters for either of the you know the the parties. I, I voted on a few of these this time with Haywood. So, Pop. so going back to Anakin Obi Wan, it was the total vote breakdown was 62 votes for Anakin, 72 votes or 74 votes for Obi Wan. Um, notable Anakin voters, Liam Samard, I know he's a good friend of the show, Figure Hurts, voted for, for um, Anakin. Uh, Sir Dork, the, one of the original goats, voted for Anakin. Uh, you know, so, so some big names there. And then Obi-Wan voters, Kingdom of Weird, Matt Haywood, at Haywood what? Pop here, what? voted for, for Obi-Wan. Uh, Trevor <laughs> voted for Obi-Wan, so one six shooter. Um, so a lot of good diversity in terms of who voted for it. So give us your thoughts behind that, Matt. So now that we have outed you as an Obi-Wan Kenobi voter in this Anakin versus Obi-Wan rematch, what was your mindset here? Well, it was probably the the wrong mindset, but I, 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 I couldn't separate from their Mustafar fight. Yeah. And I know you're, this was not fucked up Vader Anakin, right? No, yeah, this was, and like the way that I've always. Uh, this is supposed know. to be level headed, good guy, long hair Anakin before he, he fucks exactly. up. Exactly. Like it is the best version of this individual, of each individual character. I just, I don't know, man. I, I think it, it wasn't like a trolling thing, but it, it's, I have a hard time separating the, the ass kicking Obi-Wan gave him on Mustafar. And I still believe that just because of how much more grounded Obi-Wan is, mm -hmm. he could even goad good Anakin into kind of getting off his game, teasing him, doing shit like that. Uh, kind of letting him play into Obi-Wan's style of fighting, which is a little more calm and collected. Yeah. I don't know. I just Obi Wan's a wise motherfucker. Yeah, I I think he he could have he could have taken him. Like I I agree with you, and I think that even at his best, a man uh, a mannequin Anakin is still <laughs> an emotion. Yeah, those those are the things in stores that they put dresses. Yes, on. Yes, a mannequin is definitely a little different, but uh, <laughs> Anakin is still an emotional, an emotionally right. driven fighter. Right. Yep, and there's no way for him to separate that that from his his fighting style, and that will always come back and bite him. Is that he he's gonna get too emotional? Now, if we put this, if Ray would have won that last round against Obi Wan, it, if it was the nine seed over the eight, I think Anakin beats her. 
because oh, they it would have been both, it would have been ninety nine percent to one percent. But even like in my mind, they're both emotionally driven fighters in that mm-hmm. instance, and Anakin is just too strong for her. Like right. in and trained, like he he actually is trained yeah. in the true Jedi arts from combat all the way to using the Force. So. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, I, it's my Obi vote definitely was more because of how they compose themselves yeah. during combat. And I, I really think Obi Wan could have gotten Anakin off his off his game a little bit. I, I agree. Like, Your mom wore combat boots, or <laughs> you know, Padme looks chubby, stuff like yeah, that. Just, so just just poking at him a little bit. So the the Revan, like, hey Anakin, I know you're fucking people, ha ha ha, dude. It's I know your secret, stuff like that. So with that with that matchup, Anakin versus Obi Wan, Obi Wan winning. The number one seed is out. No more number one Whoa. seed in this tournament. Major upset. So oh, yeah, yeah, Kenobi definitely is the the Cinderella of this tournament. So far, for sure. So the the Revan versus Maul, where Revan won fifty five percent, Maul forty five percent, seventy seven votes for Revan, sixty two for Maul. And this is some of the voter breakdown. Uh, Sir Dork voted for Darth Revan. I voted for Darth Revan. Um, let's see who else we got here. Sith Lord of Lego is a is a staple in the top five. Rust Belt Collector, Klondike. So we got some good voters for Revan. Mall voters. Let's see if we have anything right off the top here that looks like a. Let's see. Do, 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 do. I mean, a lot of <coughs> a lot of fans. A lot. Ninety-seven parsecs photography. That's somebody that there that we we're going to hear from pretty soon. Uh, in the in the top one. And yeah, the top one tones voting for Mall here. So there's some there's some you know some notable fans. Voting for Maul here. It was a close battle for 12 and 4. I mean, yeah. it, you know, 12 was another Cinderella, but there's always a 12 that, that beats, beats their five, seed yeah. in the round one. So it, it, it happens. Yeah. So that so with these two matches decided, that decides the next matchup in the in the semifinals. So we're gonna have an Obi-Wan versus Reb, Revan <laughs> in the semifinals. That's a nice. I like and it. Yeah, we're really gonna see how far this, you know, Cinderella can go. And we are. I'm team Obi. Let's go. Let's bring him home. I, Get him to the championship. I can't vote for Obi-Wan in that matchup. I just can't do it. <laughs> um, so there, so we did have one other matchup decided and it was Palpatine versus Vader. This is the two seed versus seven. I, li- I like this. I like this. I like how this played out. I know. So, okay. So, so Emperor Palpatine versus Vader. It was 79% to 21% Vader over Palp. And that's a pretty hefty upset. I agree. I didn't think it would be that drastic. I'm not surprised that Vader won, though, and I know I voted for Vader. Okay, so tell me, tell me your thoughts then. What's right. your mindset? And, and and yeah, like again, this is there's some tomfoolery in here, but <laughs> if you if you truly think about the one time, at least in movie canon, that we saw these two come to blows, Vader literally beat him by lifting him over his head. Yeah, like it wasn't even a competition. Just pure I, strength. I, he just fucking lifted up and tossed but it. But this is the best palp. So in my opinion... Well, that's still best. I mean, what was wrong with the palp zapping Luke? I mean, he I, he was fine. I think he is a physically... At that point, he's a physically degraded Palpatine. Like, in my opinion, it's hard. This is a hard matchup to kind of quantify. Yeah, they're, they're both... De- well, they're both degraded technically then. I mean, you can make the argument the palp 
Mace Windu creates the Palpatine of the original trilogy yeah. he, by, by aging his body, by reflecting that shit back to him. So I, I didn't look at it that way. I really just took it like, hey, the one time we saw them come to blows, Vader literally looked at him and said, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill this guy and killed him. Yeah. If Okay, so if if I was to tell you that, in my opinion, the, the palp that I would have used in this battle was the one that fought Maul Yoda? and... No, Maul and Savage, Savage? at the same okay. time and beat both of them. Who would you pick? See, I know you were you were thinking I'd just go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's tough when you think about uh, that It way. is because, I mean, Vader had so much fucking hate for this guy. The guy took everything from him. He knew it, but yet he knew he still had to be his little slave bitch. Yeah. It's, I, I'm still like, I don't think anyone quite had the level of anger that Darth Vader had because of how his life went based on his own choices. Yeah. So. And I think, I look, I agree with you. I think that if it comes to blows, lightsaber battle, force battle, Vader wins it. But I think if you take that Palpatine, the one that you see in Clone Wars cartoon series, not just relying on his force lightning, that is actually a pimp with a lightsaber, two lightsabers. Right. It's a fucking close, close fight. It is. It, it's way closer than 79 to 21. Yeah. So it's... I, it's, I mean, it's a fun... To, I could sit here and talk about these two fighting all day long because there's so many scenarios and little things you could slide in there yeah. to, to justify a choice. And so. it's just like there is such a personalized hate for Palpatine on the side of Vader. And I don't think that pay, like Palp even considers vader an equal is no like, no i mean vader was like a little pet joke to him yeah like it's it's and i think that's what would make the difference is in the mental game kind of like like luke told him is that his his overconfidence is his weakness and right. and i think in this matchup he would be so like even at his best he would be so dismissive of vader not anakin skywalker not full body anakin right of, no you're right vader. i mean again look what happened in return of the jedi yeah he was standing right next to him he was like this this fucking chump pussy that i've essentially gaslit for so many decades he'll never turn on me look i'm i'm murdering his son right in front of his face he's not gonna do anything and then look what that gave the vader the opening to literally pick him up and kill yeah. him or pretend kill him at this point yeah i mean it's it's this one was a particularly fun one for me to noodle on. Yeah, I like it. I like. It. I I am glad my man made it yeah, out though. Yeah. Fuck it. So Fuck it. the the final matchup of of the quarterfinal round is going to be Grandmaster Luke versus or Grandmaster Yoda versus Luke Skywalker. Oh my God, that's that's dangerous. So this is one. Yeah, I know, right? This is going to be an interesting one. So the winner of that matchup is going to take on Vader in the semis. Vader. Yeah. So it, wow, man, you could have a father son showdown and yeah. you could literally have a, a rematch of the of the, you know, ROTJ battle at the there end. We go. So. All right. Well, it's shaping up. So like we said, depending on when you're listening, this should be in the story. Mm -hmm. uh, so go ahead and vote. You'll you'll know it's out there because Nick also puts up a static post reminding you to vote in the story because yeah. he will not count your votes in the comics. Read the directions, you motherfuckers. Dude, I, I put together. I'm gonna pat myself on the back here because I put together it's, a it's, really fucking good bracket. It is. It's it's working out quite well. Because if Maul uh, would have won that battle between Revan, you would have had Obi Wan versus Maul rematch. Yeah, <laughs> like 
It all worked there out. They were they were ready stuff. to burn your house down when they when they saw the first. Oh yeah, bracket, they were so. they were freaking out. You have to trust patience, the, patience, people, patience. Trust the the forces at work here. So um, okay, yeah that that's the update on the battle for the ages. You'll have the GMY versus Luke matchup tomorrow, which is today when you're listening, Wednesday, June third, and then after that we roll into our semifinal rounds. So get ready, it's coming Good to stuff. a head. Good stuff. Good job, Nick. All right. Another thing Nick has kind of started as a weekly feature here, and this is his question to the fans. And usually what you put these out on Sunday or Monday. Yeah, I, I forgot. To, I usually put it up over the weekend. I forgot this weekend just with yeah, everything well, going on. And he, he drinks a lot, too. Yeah, so you got a lot of alcohol consumption. Just, just excuse him. Just excuse him. But uh, this week's question was pretty good. It was, it was essentially... Uh, what was it? What it, is what, your favorite your quote? From favorite quote. Yeah. And why? And we got great responses again, so thank you to Team A-Holes out there and just other casual Star Wars fans. I'm not going to call Nick's friend Phil an asshole. <laughs> uh, but thanks to those of you that do participate. Again, this is what keeps us going. We don't need the money yet. We just want the recognition, the interaction, that type of stuff. Yeah. And ratings. We're still stuck at like 20-some ass ratings on iTunes. Let's go, you lazy motherfuckers. Just go, just go drop Rate, a quick rating on Please. There. Like now on iTunes, if you type in Star Wars podcast, we're not even on the first page. Oh. And that's, I'm, I'm putting that on those of okay. you that listen and have not rated and reviewed. I think there's a lot All of right? platform diversity within our listenership though. That's one thing. Oh, it's I huge. Say. Yeah. I, I don't think we carry a strong iTunes presence. Yeah, like we're, we're, we, I know that, you know, one of our, our Facebook listeners, Reed, listens on Deezer, right? Like he listens on... Yeah, hey, we got them all, so yeah. it doesn't it, it doesn't surprise me. It's like, I guess we might as well talk about it now, but Nick and I had the best month for the show Ever. of all time. Yeah. Like it wasn't even close. It, it trounced our last record by, I think, a thousand oh, yeah, downloads. Like a thousand downloads. Well, we, it was like, I think, 3,400 total downloads with almost 3,000 uniques. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, that's fan fucking tastic, my friends, and you know, keep it up. A new month has rolled over, and if those numbers don't don't start ticking up like they did in May, <laughs> we're gonna go sit in a corner and shake and sob yeah. and just wait for the next show. Uh, you quit fucking with our emotions, Crying is what I'm trying to say. In between shows, so. All right, uh, and we include you. That's why we do the question of the fans. So, Nick, uh, you 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 pulled what ten of these? Something yeah, like I that. got ten of these out here, and and really going to go ahead and pull up the first one it's, here. It's kind of run the gamut. Like the the I expected there to be a lot of similar answers, and there were some. There were some people who had similar answers. Oh yeah, um, but there were a lot of there's a lot of variety, and and I'll I'll point out my favorite one when we get to it, and then Matt will also kind of give. You know, we'll we'll give our take on it as well. But first up here, we have Agosto Toy Photography, one of our uh, you know loyal listeners. He's always in the live stream chats when we have him going as well. So he he gave us two answers. He says it's a trap simply because of how iconic it is and it has become. So the you know the Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. No, it's it's one of the biggest Star Wars memes out yeah, there, or just memes in general. I mean, it, it, most. Most people, if you say it's a trap, they, even if they've just, they're casual fans, they know exactly what you're saying. Oh, yeah. They, they know the meme. They know the picture associated with the meme as well. And then he says, or I've got a bad feeling about this because I've definitely <laughs> uh, said that too many times. <laughs> another iconic Star Wars saying for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I think they say that in every movie, right? It's every movie. Yes, has a, uh, one one character will drop it. Sometimes movies have multiple characters drop it, but it, yeah. it is said at least once. Yeah, so that's uh, Agosto's take or Agosto's right. take. 
Um, Next up, Maul 182. Yeah, Maul 182. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. This is one that's come up uh, multiple times, and I think we have another one of these with a little bit more explanation behind it further down. So uh, the the Luke Skywalker line from ROTJ, very strong. This is my favorite one right here. This is from Sir Dork. This is from one of our original goats. Your focus determines your reality. And the, the, the yeah, Jared, uh, I'll give you some context. If you didn't listen to Sir Dork's interview when I, when I brought him on the show, uh, he's a Phantom Menace homer. Like he likes it even more than I do. I mean, that is his favorite movie. So, uh, I could see why he picked this quote. And he says a true statement that applies to all aspects of life. Thank you, Master Qui-Gon. That one is a really strong one and it's so overlooked you know, I didn't even remember it. Like, I can't even remember. Does he say it to Obi-Wan? He says it to little Anakin, I think. Anakin. Yeah. I think it's, I, I can't remember because <coughs> Jesus, I like, like Jared's probably going to listen to it. He's going to be like, these motherfuckers don't even yeah, remember. Dumb assholes. They, gonna, don't even, they probably don't even know who Qui-Gon Jinn yeah, is. But I, I can't, I, I have to. Remember. Honestly, if I was a Jedi, I would be Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. I mean, like. I, I think that's the type of Jedi I'd be because he was, he's kind of a. A little bit of a cowboy, but he's really, he's kind of into the living force. And I think he was into maybe hitting some tail on the yeah, side. He said, yeah. So it's definitely said to little Anakin because I just looked it up. But um, he does, he has such a different, more balanced view right. on. And that's why when Filoni explained it to all his dolts what the duel of the fates meant, it's like Qui Gon gets even more epic yeah. in terms of what he knew and how he acted as a Jedi during that period when quite frankly, the Jedi all had their heads up their asses. I just wish, and I know that, you know, (coughs) he was meant to have a minor role, not Liam Neeson, but Qui-Gon, but like, I just wish there was more from him. I wish there was like a, like a compendium of Qui-Gon Jinn wisdom that we could go to, or there was like a, I'll tell you what, right now I would love to see, Oh, man, I got something stuck in my throat, and it is not a penis. <laughs> I either Qui Gon and Obi when Obi was like a real Padawan, yeah, or Qui Gon and Dooku. That would be fucking awesome, right? Because then Dooku trained Qui Gon, yeah, and then he, he was old. Dooku was trained by Yoda, right? So yeah. I, I would disney plus would be a fantastic home for any, any of this shit animated but it's probably not gonna happen. anything animated to bring qui-gon back or even even if you just get like get liam to do some voiceover training to obi-wan in the kenobi series like we know that there was a force connection between those two that was used for training purposes during the time between episodes three and episodes four, like we need more of that Qui-Gon wisdom to be passed on to the fandom. Like it, it just needs to be there. So um, excellent pick here by Sir Dork. Um, beautiful one. So uh, this one here is from Tones and he gives a story behind it. Um, he says one night heading up to, uh, to bed, my wife who was already in bed, shouted down, lock the door. Um, and he says, now myself and both my sons are huge Star Wars fans. My wife, however, has never watched any of the movies. While walking up the stairs, I replied, and hope they don't have blasters. <laughs> to hear both of my boys laughing warmed my heart. To see the blank puzzled look on my wife's face, priceless. Since then, lock the door and hope they don't have blasters has always been, has always had a different meaning since that yeah, night. That's, so that's, that's great. I mean, that, there's, there's really is nothing better than 
sharing Star Wars with your own family. I actually, on my calendar, I think it happened a few days ago. It's a yearly reminder now, but it happened last year. I was leaving to go to a movie and unprompted my three-year-old. And and we had never said this before when someone would leave, but she looks at me and she goes, Daddy, may the force be with you. <laughs> and it, it knocked me on my ass. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, I might start crying right now. But it's just like, I know exactly what Tones is saying and, and why that quote would stand out to him. I and mean, that, that stuff, it sticks with you as a, as a parent. And I mean, I literally have a reminder now every year to remind me of that moment just so I can re- kind of reflect on it again. Yeah. Uh, so good one there, Tones. That was a, thanks beautiful, for sharing. Beautiful story. Yeah. So, right. Good one. So up next, we got Ronin, Ronin th- three fourteen. Yep. May the force be with you. Reason. There you go. Says everything without saying anything. Yeah, I mean that's pretty strong. It, yeah, it is. It, it's a great way to just kind of, you know, let let another person know, like, hey, man, good luck to you. Peace be with you. That type of shit. Yeah. So I mean, he is right. It is a great catch-all kind of sign-off. Even so much so that that fucking Han throws one at Luke right before the the you know the battle of Bubba yeah. 4 so i mean it's, exactly i mean it, it's how we end the show yeah. i mean it is, it is is super iconic so good when they're mm-hmm. Ronin 314 uh dark side uh, next there we go 25 most likely spaceport you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum <laughs> and villainy we must be cautious yeah i mean that is the best line that well alex his, his reason though is it was an awesome line delivered by alec and i do love how alex says yeah it. that that's that's got to be his best delivery of the whole trilogy mostly spaceport you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villain and it's just like we must be cautious it's like it you can apply that just to like as a casual even as a casual star wars fan you can apply that to so many different things in life like if you're going to like a shitty dive bar it's like you'll never find a more oh, wretched yeah. hive of scum and villain. Like you can just use it. It's just an easy line to use. Perfect delivery by Alec. And it sets <laughs> up like, you know, and just the way that that cut happens, like he says that on the ridge overlooking Moss Isley. And then the, just the, the series of events that happens leading up to it. And yeah, then when they it's walk nothing, in, they literally run right into scum and villainy yeah. as soon as they get there. Bang. It was perfect. <laughs> so yes, that's a, that's a very good, good pick, good pick there. Um, so Lord Bev, Lord Bev has two. He says war, wars not make one great and the greatest teacher failure is. So this is two Yoda lines. And, um, I mean, they are, they're very powerful quotes and it's something that we should probably think on and, and really, stew on as a society more you know oh yeah we we fail almost daily here in america yeah and so far we can't really we learn from any of that exactly we don't really learn from it and 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 wars whether it be against other nations or against you know people is they they do not they, the nation's own people yeah it's where kind of where we're at these days yeah that is not what makes a a nation or a group of usa people, so. usa you uh yeah so all right beautiful good good nice one lord bev Bev. holy action Action figure figure noob gives us a gives us a very lengthy breakdown so i'm going to read it to you so action figure noob says it's basically the yoda line that he fear is the path to the dark side fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering yes and he says Yoda's quote is very captivating, not only because it's a preface to what Anakin will become in the saga, but also in a sense that it has a very direct chain of emotions that I think we very often see in the real world, even now. Oh, nice. 
Um, I think fear is an emotion that everyone instinctively has, more specifically fear of loss. We fear we lose someone we care for, a job that sustains us, emotions like love or happiness, loss of freedom, etc. Um, fear can lead you to be angry to the point where you can blame, uh, put blame on someone to either yourself or others, which in turn could lead to hating oneself or others. From that, you suffer with emotions on how that all came to be with cries of, why did this happen to me? And it says, or what did I do to deserve this? You end up feeling so down a rabbit hole that you can't seem to get out of it. Hope has been seemingly lost. Uh, it's such a very humanized quote coming from a non-human fantasy character. It's fucking deep shit. This yeah. guy must be like an English professor. Or something. I know. Yeah, like that. that's it's a very deep take on it. A very true take. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe, or I, I, I'm behind him 100 percent on all this type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I, I put the why on all of the questions because I do want people to think about it. It's, it's fine if you just throw out the the quote and you know, or the the lightsaber color or whatever. But like the why behind it is what's really interesting to me. And action figure noob did fucking an incredible job of not only picking an incredible quote, but breaking it down and really oh, yeah. showing. I mean, you know. he gave us a little dissertation. I love yeah, it. it was, Keep it up. I mean, we're, we're all about this level of participation, my friends. I mean, when I read that again, it, it instantly took me back to the trailer for TPM and, and you know how it got my my nipples all hard back then and I think 98 yeah 98 because uh, that that's really was one of the main things from the trailer he would leave with that and then you get that da da and you see the gungans rolling out and you're all like oh my god what's gonna fucking happen in this movie I can't fucking wait yeah dude it's it was strong stuff um, so that, that was that's fantastic action yeah, figure noob yeah. thank you for your thoughts yeah so Baron's Black Series so Spencer says this is where the fun begins. And he says, cause it is. So that's the line, uh, episode three, Anakin, when they're in the, the starships. And then he says, from a certain point of view, it explains so many plot holes. Yeah. That was basically George's get out of jail free card. Hell yeah, it was. I mean, George definitely, see, the guy always has foresight. Yeah. He, he knew to write that way back in the 70s, because when he came back and redid everything in the prequels, he didn't have to stick to anything he had in the movie. Yeah, I mean, even from... Even saving himself in seventy seven and in you know seventy seven back in eighty three, like he like fucking you know Obi Wan right. says to Luke, he's like, I didn't lie to you from a certain point of view, you know, like you're Anakin. <laughs> he's Skywalker. technically not your dad, yeah. like your Anakin was kind of snuffed out yeah. by this Vader guy. Anakin ceased to be in Darth Vader, <laughs> you know. He, so Obi Wan, what a dick. He did. He really kind of <laughs> fucked with him there, but. Oh, what a liar. They both just lied to him so he'd go kill his dad. Yeah, so fucked up. But anyway, so those are those are two quotes from Barons. Uh, and then uh, Phil, right. my buddy Phil on, on Facebook, also went with the I'm a Jedi like my father before me. He says it's it's Luke's moment of final defiance to the Emperor and rejecting the dark side. And I'd argue it's a major point in Vader's conversion. So, yeah, um, strong point there for the, uh, I'm a Jedi. I, I did. That is a great line. I mean, I'm not going to take it. I know. Cause you wanted us to do a line too, right? Yeah. If you had to pick one. All right. I mean, I, I'd probably, that's up there too. I mean, any, anything that happens in the throne room between Luke and Vader is, is life to me. Like it, that to me is the most impactful, uh, moments, scenes in all of star Wars. I don't know if it's like, father-son shit with my own dad but th th that stuff is huge to me 
Uh, but I'll go with another one that my dad liked to use a lot. And I don't know if I believe in it now. Because if you think about it, it's, it's kind of fucked up. But do or do not, there is no try. Yeah. Yeah. Which Yoda's essentially saying, if you can't do something, don't even try it. Which is odd. Because how do you know if you can't do something if you don't try it? Uh, but the, the, the message behind the saying is, is strong. Essentially, you know, if you're going to commit to something, don't half-ass it. Yeah, I think Fucking that's... Yeah. Give it your all. That, I mean, that's, I think, what Yoda was saying. But really, if you parse his words, he's essentially saying... If you can't do something, don't even fucking try doing something. Yeah, I think that <laughs> so. I think that he was probably going for that. He's like, don't go into something with the mentality of failure, right? Because exactly. I think that's what that's what Luke did when he was trying to like pull the the ship out of the bog. He was like, right, and then even Luke and he's like, yeah. and then Yoda's like, well, and this is why you fail. Yeah, in his mind, he he has already failed because of that. Right. So that that would be mine. I mean, that's. That is a huge mantra for my my father. Yeah. So I mean that was gonna be mine. So I'll I'll. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. No, no, it's all good. I had one in the back of my head, and it's weird because I just like I don't know if I'm drawing parallels there that aren't there, but like um, when in the throne room right before, I know what it is. I wish <laughs> I could wish it all. That away. was it right there. Knew in it. AOTC. Knew it. So he loves that dinner I, scene. I, I I love that movie. I love the scene. I love the the little fat <laughs> things. I love the meadow. I love floating the pear across to her so she can cut it with her knife. Right. Uh, I just like wishing on wishes. Yeah. But uh, I was gonna say, it's when when the emperor says to Luke, he's on the ground defeated. He's about to shock. Him. He says, "Now, young Skywalker, you will die." I think I. I look at that and I can kind of look at it two ways because there's two Skywalkers in that room. And I really think that in that moment, the emperor could feel that there was still some Anakin Skywalker left in Vader. Ah, And really, I can buy that. He was, it wasn't just a communication to Luke. He's like, he, he did still think that Vader was his puppet, but he's like, I'm going to snuff out the last bit of Skywalker that is left in you. Well, yeah, well, well you sitting here watching your son die at my hands is going to kill any of your humanity, period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. So it's like, you're kind of like, uh, it builds from what Phil said, I am a Jedi like my father before me. That, that might have got the wheels turning in Anakin's head, but that line right there where the Emperor essentially taunts Luke with as Nick's saying a back end taunt to Vader Mm -hmm. I mean that's where Vader starts doing the look the look the look all right you're gone yeah yeah so that right it's almost it's almost right after he makes that final threat that he's like okay I I can't I can't sit by and watch this happen yeah it's it's that final piece of Anakin Skywalker that that saved his son and you know that's what that that's what Palpatine's ultimate goal was was to eradicate Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I like that. I do. I like that that spin. I can totally buy into that. So, all right, man, good stuff. Another good question of the week segment. But that now means we got to switch up screens and bring our browser back. There it is, and get rid of Slack. Here we go, because it is time for the top five Star Wars fan ours features of the week. Plus one this time, so let's let me pull that up for you. Go ahead, Nick, kick her off. Yes. So first up this week for the top five, we have 
Rust Belt Collector at Rust Belt Collector on Instagram. All right. With a, it's a really cool. I love wartime stormtrooper shots, and this this is Rust Belt Rust Belt's thing is is war battle mm-hmm. shots. This is the guy I was talking about that I think spent eight hundred dollars on new troopers Oof. last week just to build his I'm army. I'm excited up, so. to see what he does with them too, because like after <laughs> seeing a shot like this, so what we see is General Veers leading a group of Mimban stormtroopers through the battlefield, and in the the. Uh, and then you put the hashtag on it, make solo two happen. So I mean, I just think it's really cool the way that he's got Veer's position, arm pointing out, ordering right. his troops forward. You see the troops in the background moving forward, even a dead trooper down on the ground, like oh yeah, pushing through all of this this chaos. And, and those battle. are it, it looks like I mean he's got it two straight up Mimban stormtroopers. It looks like he's got a custom sand trooper he turned into a, a Mimban. And then you got to love the, the the coat he threw on Maximilian there. I mean, that that's not standard. That That's a little added touch Rust Belt gave. Yeah. And then even placing another traditional mud trooper kind of almost out of frame there. Yeah. Really sells the battle scene, obviously, the charge pose, Dude, the aerosol or the smoke in there. If you look at the background, too, the back yeah, right, a, it's a fallen... at foot. Yeah, at at foot. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> level of detail that Rust Belt right. went into with this shot was absolutely incredible. Just like like you mentioned, the, the mud trooper in the background, the at at foot in the background, the, the really great use of smoke, whether it be atmosphere, aerosol or not, and just the position of Veers himself... Yeah, I mean, it's um, I mean, I don't want to say he's doing Papa Papa Palpatine stuff, but it it feels like one of those shots. You know, it's out mm-hmm. there. It looks like Rust Belt dug his own little trench, just probably out in the backyard in the woods by the house. Brings out a buttload of troopers, sets them all up. I mean, uh, unlike my shots, he tends to use a lot of figures to really bring the scene to life. It is a battlefield scene. I, I'm I'm still just the the static <laughs> portrait guy, and that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna settle into that niche. Maybe it'll make life easier for me. Uh, I just you know it's a great shot, and this is like I said, this is Rust Belt's specialty. Oh yeah, especially the 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 Minbon stuff. I mean, he's he's all about the mud troopers, the Minbon troopers, and again, this I love this Veers. That jacket is so Veers. It is. I feel like he should be wearing it <laughs> in Empire. On uh, the ad yeah, inside the ad ad on the storm. Yeah, just like a fucking duster, looking like a badass. So <laughs> it's really great work there, Rust Belt. Yep, at Rust Belt Collector on Instagram. Next up, we have remember the clone troopers at remember underscore the underscore brother clone of underscore Triple P, yes. Papa Palpatine's brother. And I mean, remember the clone troopers. We, we every time we feature them is of course using clone troopers or stormtroopers in a shot but he brings in an extra special character for this one brings in the darth revan shot revan and it's just it's so good dude the positioning he has on this character right the, so the post-processing to put the lightning effects off of the lightsaber mm-hmm. holy oh, yeah. shit oh, yeah. it's fantastic uh, the, the first thing I want to point out for other collectors here is the, the custom soft goods on this revan are life because uh, so Nick, the, the standard Revan, like his head is sealed in into a rubber, like condom, like hood. Yeah. So uh, with what Remember's got going here, he's got way more freedom to pose. He can move the head, actually. Obviously, you know, the capes flared up to uh, simulate movement. But if, if you go look at the behind the scenes of this shot, I believe 
the idea from Remember to Clones. And if you are listening, hopefully you are, go ahead and, and give us some feedback or Triple P, if you're listening, give us some feedback. I think the idea behind this shot is that it's taking place in zero G. Okay. Okay. So if you go look at the behind the scenes, that Jedi in the back is actually oh, like just floating yeah. in, a, in a corridor and Revan is almost ninja running off a wall. Yeah, I see that. Using like the, the, the lack of gravity to his advantage, which just takes the shot to a whole nother level because it's not just sitting fuckers up, you know, like me yeah. marching them. Hey, let's take a picture. And he's got these things, pose, camera per- uh, perspectives tilted to make it look like he's running on the wall. And like I said, I think that's an Obi-Wan figure back there floating, but it's just going to, you know, yeah. it's a dead Jedi. So uh, I, I just, I love the idea. And I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I do believe that the idea here of this shot is that Revan is essentially has infiltrated a Jedi starship, taken out its gravity, and is just going through the halls, lighting people up. cutting people down. Uh, yeah. That's, it's so sick, yeah. At least in my head, that that's the story this yeah. image told me. Maybe, so. Even if it's made up in your head, it's a fucking incredible story. So. Well, right, Nick, I've always said that. That's You know you have a good toy shot when you look at it, and you can either feel the characters alive, or there is some sort of story to behold. Yeah. And that's what we're get, I'm getting from this. Remember the clone trooper shot here. This makes me want to boot my my uh, playthrough. Yeah, you want to play the game? Kotor right. back up. I really yeah. fucking hope that somehow we get a Kotor remake using Unreal Five. I don't care oh how my God. much it costs or takes. They don't do even it. have to redo the dialogue for me, Nick. They don't have to redo the missions. Just just update the graphics and the controls, and that's it. Yep. That's all. I, that's all we need. And I think uh, you know, I think people would buy it in space. Yeah, no doubt, one hundred percent. So at remember underscore the underscore clone underscore troopers, killer photographer, killer shot, absolutely well done, beautiful. I knew you'd pick this next one. This I, one I, I mean, you I, you love this artist. I I, I don't know if I featured this artist before uh oh we have like the first time i i shared i believe it's a, a female yeah. but the first time we shared it i think you 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 featured a top fiver and now this is the second time i've <laughs> shared her and you, you you bump her right up to the top five and i don't blame you man i'm looking at the shot right now and i want actually i want to be held by both of them right I now know. we're looking at ben solo and ray embracing uh, they, they both <laughs> he's got the skywalker saber but it's now Yellow, orange yeah. She's got hers. It's double bladed and yellow, and they're embraced. I mean, it's it's a Raylo piece, but I, I want to be I want to be held by them. Like I I want them to be my mom and dad. Know, That's right? what this shot makes me feel. It's dude. just it's it's the artist is I am drowning in the rain, uh, all one word on Instagram at I am drowning in the rain, and she is she is a huge. I think her name is Taven. At least on here, she's listed as Taven Astra, a Canadian fan artist. And she is a huge Raylo fan. I can see that. Actually, I see the first one that we featured. But this one here, I think like even, you know, even as far as, you know, I don't know how she posted this one. The first one we featured March 3rd. This one she posted up May 11th. I mean, just like the style, her style of art is so visually. uh, It's crazy. Capturing, rapturing, whatever. Like. Daisy's face, Ray's face looks... It's perfect. Yeah, it, it's perfect. It looks like a fucking picture. Yeah, it's incredible the level of detail that Taven is able to put into these art pieces. And then like you pointed out, just the nods to what the Raylos out there would have wanted. The the Skywalker family blade with the yellow with the yellow uh, lightsaber color. I mean, even look at their outfits. Like, I even like their outfits. I mean, yeah. I, I hate saying outfits as a man, but I, I just... I. 
Kylo's is great. I mean, it's, it's the black tunic kind of almost Anakin style. Yeah. A lot of gray in both of them, I guess, riding on the gray Jedi mm-hmm. motif or the gray force user. I, I, but like you said, it's just the the clarity of the drawing and how lifelike or, or real they look. It, it, it's absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And we, we say this all the time. We stumble over our tongues when we try to talk about real art. And it, all this is real art. I'm talking about traditional pen, pencils, markers, paint, whatever. I, unbelievable. I, I just, it, my brain, I can feel it breaking down right now, trying to figure out how something like this is created with your hands. Yeah. And I mean, this so so Taven so I you know has a has a Redbubble page where you can actually buy some stuff. So if you if you people out there are looking at this this top five this this photo from I am drowning in the rain, go to her. I, we keep saying her. I assume it's a it's a female, but it could be male. So go to uh, their page, their Redbubble page. You can buy you know uh, you can buy a, a mask if you need one. You can buy. Uh, a Raylo print and actually like hang it up on your wall. You can buy a t-shirt that's got it on there, stickers, a lot of different things, pillows. Dude, I, I'm like mesmerized by their eyes. Like if you just stare at their eyes, you feel like they're looking into your soul. I know. And it's just like the little, like the smallest highlights are what bring those eyes to oh, life. Yeah. Like it's like, I feel like they, they want me to come in and hug them, I know. right? Like, it's, it's like, they're looking at me like, come here, you want some of this? You want to get in on this? I mean, it's <laughs> like, whenever it's you, fantastic, like, dude. I mean, fantastic. Whenever you feature, I don't know. Also, I don't know how this artist only has less than 3,500 followers. When this piece that we're featuring right now has over 10,000 likes on, on her page, like, how do you like yeah. this photo? It's, or this a, it's piece an of odd, art right? And it's like people follow. see her work and then don't follow. It's it's odd. I don't know. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And then like, there's another one. Just like if you look at just five days after she posted this one, there's like a wedding like piece that she put together. Right. It's incredible. I am drowning in the rain. Go follow this person right now. She even posts up. Oh like, yeah, yeah. The wedding. They're 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 getting married at Naboo, right? Yeah. Where Anakin and Padme did. Yeah, I mean, like she even has a, um, you know, uh, uh, a process, uh, pull or not a pull, but like a process highlight on her feed where you can see through and you can see like the sketch from just the line drawings to where the 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 color gets added in and everything else. I mean, it's she is an absolutely. It's great stuff. It really is just fantastic stuff. So um, I don't think she uses the tag. So that's why these don't get featured as often. Uh, Because at this point in time, I'm not going to, I'm not, no bullshit here. Enough people use the tag that I no longer have to go out and search. Yeah. Less time. I still, some days, will spend some time and explore to see if it's just to find some new people. Uh, but if, if I come across s- stuff like this, tag or no tag, it's it's getting featured. I mean, it's saying that that goes for like Daz Tibble and all those other motherfuckers that don't use <laughs> the tag. But whatever, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, we are down with "I Am Drowning in the Rain." Yes, fantastic stuff. Beautiful. All right, next up we have a second sister shot here from at sunset underscore doom on Instagram. Yep. He was just recently featured in the top five. I think I he was not too long, maybe like two, like three ago or something like that. But right. Second yep. sister is such a, like a really cool visual character. She is. She is. I, I do like that. I mean, it's it. 
helmets in Star Wars that light up. Yeah. Fucking own. You can't. They, they own. You can't deny that. And it's just, it's again, it's that clean Imperial motif with the, that, that really makes this character stand out. Yep. First off, bomb ass cape that she's wearing. It's a rain shot. So the, the figure is covered in, in water droplets. You have a really good animation of the of the light source in the helmet and on the wrist guards uh just overall it's a very menacing looking shot of this character and if you've played jedi fallen order then you know that the second sister fights can be a bit of a pain in the ass so uh yeah especially if you don't play it on dummy like i do yeah so um it's a yeah it's a really cool really cool shot from a with a really cool figure so at sunset on yeah I, I i dig it too i mean sunset he's one of those accounts great great user of the star wars time show hashtag uh, and really i mean he he ig loves sunset i mean a lot of his shots are doing seven eight nine thousand and for good reason i mean it's it's just great shot i mean it's it's kind of my my stuff right nice nice and static portrait where the focus is on the character, not so much with all the snazzy effects and explosions. <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean, it's a shot that you'll, you'll stop and look at. It's one of those, if you're scrolling, it's going to make you stop and look. And that, that usually is the case with at sunset underscore doom when he's dropping his Star Wars stuff. And all the stuff I, is my favorite. Literally, I think it's in his front yard. Doesn't really change shit. Uses a little uh, reflection disc and his hose. There you go. That's all you need. And here sometimes. we go. Yep. Yep. Sometimes it really is. I mean, <laughs> I, I put out a shot last night of Din and the child. Yep. Just very basic out my yard. A lot of people are like, oh man, this is quality. I'm like, what the fuck? You guys are crazy. It's like some fucking shit shot I did on the side of my house. Sometimes I don't get it anymore. I really just, I don't, I don't get anything anymore. And there's shots I'm like, I, should I even share this? Should I delete it? Sometimes and I'll you share don't it. The... And people are like, oh, wow, this is great. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe I am an asshole, but uh, Sunset Doom is not. So yeah. make sure to check him out on IG, Sunset underscore Doom. So the last one here for, for the Nick Top 5 before we get into the Matt Top 1 is from at the underscore Ramvar. And it's a scene recreation shot, except it's slightly different than the right. actual scene. So what we're seeing is a is basically the you know the end of TFA, beginning of TLJ. You see Ray on Acto handing well the scene shows her handing the lightsaber to Grandmaster Luke uh in his you know white Jedi garb as he's standing looking over Cliff. But in the shot from Ramvar, it's actually Luke handing the lightsaber back to ray which is not what we got in tlj he kind of throws it over <laughs> his shoulder so right. he he may be doing a little bit of a you know a, a, a retelling of this scene it's an it's an all, all take yeah. on the scene it, uh, it's a, a deleted scene so um what really makes the shot though is is i don't know where the ramvar lives but if he get, if this is a natural light shot like you put in there and this is like an on location the cliffside that he's on and the sunset that he captured with this shot it's is money. beautiful. It's money. Yeah, it's just yeah, because you 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 featured a a shot I would I would assume is from the same location again a few episodes back. Uh, but it's just for me, it is it's just the natural light. I mean, you can tell there's no artificial light on these things. This is probably being taken at dusk. You got that amazing cloudy sunset, but still the colors, those clouds kind of make the sun reflect are 
really added a shot. And then just the, the poses are great. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 simple and and sweet, but it, it's just I don't know, man. I don't. I think it is just the the natural setting that did it for me. Oh yeah, it's sometimes like you said, the simplest setups are what right. you get your best right. stuff out of, and this is a an example of that. Just well executed, well posed as well. You know, you have Ray with her. Yeah, we we can't all be Sergeant Bananas and plastic actions and Jason B. Michaels that <laughs> build these and those reins that build these elaborate dioramas and shoot them and they look fantastic. You know, sometimes it's nice to just know that, you know, if you look around, Mother Nature can give you some pretty banging looking backdrops and dioramas. Uh, sometimes, though, the, the light doesn't play. So that, that's why I really appreciate the shot. Getting that natural light to play with you when you want it to in the framing you have doesn't always go the way you plan. That's why you cheat with the other artificial <laughs> lights. But that's what drew me to this one. It's just that that sunset and then just kind of how the figures aren't super bright. They are kind of muted looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful stuff yeah. from the underscore Ram Var. Yes. And that brings us to your top one of this week. That's right. So that was a, the top one. A bit of a tease earlier with the uh, the question yeah. answer segment. But he, yeah. he made the question segment. Now he's going to make, wait for it, the top one. That's right. We're talking about at 97 underscore parsecs underscore photography. <laughs> uh, I believe a relatively new account, but a, a busy account. I mean, I'm talking this guy got bit by the bug and has been posting daily, if not multiple images per day, really for the past few months. But I had to go with this shot, Nick, because it's, so fucking crazy, dude. it's I love such it. a fantastic mashup. And uh, if you're just listening to the audio version, what we're looking at here is there's a trench with Darth Maul in it, but and some stormtroopers. <laughs> but Darth Maul is riding on the back of a raptor. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking dinosaur raptor. Okay? And as he's riding through, the raptor's about to chew on a on a bucket head. Maul is cutting off another trooper's head from atop the rapper. And then you got a short trooper kind of leading the let's get the fuck yeah. out of here charge. <laughs> I just there, there's something about seeing Darth Maul on a raptor with a red eye that just seemed right. Like that seemed so Darth Maul that I could actually see this happening. I want to see Darth Maul ride a raptor. Dude, after battling all those creatures on Dathmir in Jedi Fallen Order, it wouldn't surprise me that if on like somewhere on that planet, there is a dinosaur like creature that he could do this on. So it just, it looks I mean, Maul looks so natural atop a raptor. (laughs) I can't even, I mean, you have to go look at the video version or go to StarWarsTime.net and check out the top five posts. It's just (laughs) a great mashup. And really, I mean, uh, 97 Parsecs photography is good setup. The posing's right. I like how it looks like the raptor is reaching and clawing at and getting ready to chew on that sand trooper and then obviously staging the other trooper's head up in the air after Maul swiped it off is a, is a nice touch. It just, it, it elicits that action of Maul riding through a trench on a dino slashing heads <laughs> as other troopers are running for their life. So I, I just, I, I loved everything about this, uh, this image here from at 97 underscore parsecs underscore photography. Yes. And that brings us to the end of the top five plus one. And that brings us to the end of this week's show. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So Matt. going to get it in before two and a half hours. Yeah. That's, that is a relief. I think at this point in time, my wife's going to start killing me for these long shows. But hey, we will get through it. 
Yeah. This is how we do it. And now it is time for the dance. That's right. We're going to head on over to StarWarsTime.net. I should have it pulled up here somewhere. There it is. Look at that. StarWarsTime.net where you can get all relevant Star Wars news that you need to know from the bros. That's right. And while you're here, you can also get yourself linked up to the podcast. If you're not already following, shame on you. Just pick your platform. StarWarsTime.net. Scroll down. You got on the side or you can go right at the top. Subscribe to podcasts. And yes, we truly do have them all. If you don't like podcasts, platforms and you'd rather look at our fat faces make sure to hit the subscribe to youtube link on starwarstime.net because really that's what we need you to do as i said throughout the show reviews ratings likes comments shares that is the support that drives the show that is the support that has gotten us thousands and thousands of downloads a month i mean let's be real 3400 downloads of four shows Still isn't big in terms of the industry, in terms of getting recognition, in terms of Disney and Lucasfilm looking at us and going, hey, that's a viable platform to try to promote something or Hasbro. But it's a great fucking start. It's way better than April was. It's better than March. It's better than February. It's better than January. Hell, it might have been a combination of two of those months. And that's because of the loyal Star Wars Time Show fans. Nick and I have nothing to do with the success of the show. We put out the crappy content. You guys are the ones that buy it and sell it to other Star Wars dopes. So keep it up. We want to see those numbers go up. We want more interactions. We want more fans responding to our question of the week. It keeps us going. Remember, we're Tinkerbells, or at least I am. We need the claps. We need the love. It's not about the money. It's about the love. But you got to help us out because I can only rate and review my own podcast so many times. Right, Nick? We can only rate and review under our own account so many times. I'm tired of making bot accounts, fake accounts, paying Russians to like our show. Let's go. We've got 5,000 plus of you on IG. Even if if 10% of you leave a rating on iTunes, we're going to rocket up those charts. We will be the only Star Wars podcast that shows up in search. In all seriousness, though, my friends... It does mean a lot. We appreciate you. Thank you for May. Hopefully June gets there. I have a, a great feeling or a bad feeling, right? I have a bad feeling about this. I don't think uh, June will capture May's numbers, but that's just because more people are leaving their lockdown because, hey, the virus has magically disappeared, supposedly. And it's the summer, so more people probably sitting outside getting drunk, smoking weed, doing whatever, and not listening to our dumbasses talk about really just bullshit at this point in time, because it's not like there's a lot of speculative news coming out in the land of Star Wars. But that's what we do. We love it. We'll sit here and talk blue in the face with you every week, because we are the Star Wars Time Show, and there is always time for Star Wars Time. And remember... If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>